What's up, everybody? Welcome to the newest installment of the Minorities Report. As always, I am your head minority in charge, the Butter Pecan Rican, Gus. <laughs> Along with me, as always, is my biracial consigliere, Jay Shell. What it is, everybody? That was a nice, like, uh, Pinterest like type of like nickname right there. The Butter Pecan Rican, right, dude? Who doesn't like butter pecan? Nobody. I didn't say nobody oh, liked okay, butter I'm pecan. Just saying. <laughs> hey, 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 you know what? You know who doesn't like pecan pie? Communist. That's right. Yeah. And ISIS. Yeah. <laughs> and Antifa. <laughs> no, Antifa loved them some pecan pie. <laughs> no, I thought we were just like spouting off all like, the oh. conservative buzzwords. Oh, you mean you mean like MTJ? <laughs> right. Was it was it uh <laughs> he's a socialist, communist, fascist. I'm like, dude, those aren't the same thing. Those actually contradict each other. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, do you know what Antifa means it's anti-fascist, dude. I love to see like the good liars or or, or uh, uh, there's another kid. I just started watching Luke something, mm. and they go out and interview these. He goes, oh, they're uh, it was Antifa. Mm. I said, and then he goes, you know what Antifa means? They're anti-fascist. <laughs> so are you in support of fascist? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so speaking of supporting fascist, um, so uh, what, about J- Dr- what about Trump? I mean, what? Oh, no, uh, Jay Johnston, uh, as you know, as uh, the the original voice of Jimmy Pesto and Bob's Burgers. So as uh, some folks may or may not know, is that he um, was like, involved in the January 6th insurrection. Wait, 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 who? What, what voice he did? Jimmy Pesto. He did, oh, oh yeah, the character on there? Yeah, okay, Bob's okay, rival, okay, okay, like okay, the yeah. asshole. Oh, I got you. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, so he, it, was, uh, find out, it was found out that he was there. Like he was oh, involved shit. in all wow. like, you know, the the what's it called all the violence and everything so guess who doesn't have a job anymore pretty much yeah as soon as uh fox and the creators found out about that they dropped his ass and i'm and i'm like okay this is fucked up that he did this but it's so on brand for jimmy pesto yeah you know because jimmy pesto is a massive fucking asshole so like uh timmy turner's dad's uh next door neighbor what was his name oh dingleberg no 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 he's not dingleberg because dingleberg's actually a nice guy it's just that jimmy um timmy turner's dad is just a major fucking hater yeah. Dude, he had so much player hate for him. Oh, big time. Well, you, you know what it is? is because Dingleberg is like, he's everything that Turner wanted to have. Yeah. Double income, no kids. Because let's right. face it, Timmy Turner's parents did not want him. Well, <laughs> Timmy Turner was a little shit. That's why. Well, he wasn't a bad kid. It was just that his parents were dicks. And how did he come, end up with fucking fairly odd parents? Because his parents, parents were shitheads. They put him in the. Oh, this is they, true. They put him in charge of like a babysitter who is a sadist. But <laughs> Vicky, uh, Vicky, yeah, Icky Vicky. Vicky. Oh, pew, pew. That, that was great. Like uh, when Chief Skylark, right? When like Timmy, that was like the best revenge. Timmy Turner got revenge on his evil babysitter by teaming up with her favorite pop star and record a diss track. Yeah, that was funny. But yeah, but yeah. Anyways, just wanted to mention uh, Jay Johnson. Uh, because um, they just announced a new voice actor for uh, Jimmy Pesto, no uh, Jimmy uh, Eric Bauza. I'm not really familiar with him, but I've heard like you know he's a pretty good voice actor and everything. Yeah. But I just thought it was on brand for Jimmy Pesto to be like uh, not only a, like a MAGA, right? But also like I could just picture him like you know just like being in Pelosi's chair, like hey, listen, look, I'm forty in Pelosi's chair, zoom, and yeah. that whole thing. Oh, dude, <laughs> just to talk on the political thing for real quick, I just saw a clip of Anderson Cooper, and he, there was some right-wing uh, uh, correspondent they have on CNN, and I don't know how old this clip is, but it was fucking hilarious. The dude's waxing on and fucking uh, kissing Trump's ass. Oh, and Anderson Cooper, Loki, under his breath, goes, he could take a shit on his desk and you'd fucking support him. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> totally. Oh, hell, he could fucking flat-out brick in the dude's mouth and he'll still support yeah. him. And, and I watched another video where they were comparing, dude, uh, Trump, 
went uh, went on went on mm-hmm. about being in uh, Sioux City and Sioux City, mm-hmm. and then the dude that was holding the event pulls him over and goes. We're actually in. We're actually in Sioux Falls, <laughs> <laughs> and then he talk about Biden being all fucking brain dead. Okay, that he just put a Hoovy. Remember uh, back in WCW, Hoovy. He Hoovyton uh, Guerrero. Yeah. He would like. Um, he was trying to like uh, rip off the Rock's gimmick of the whole like. Oh, yeah. The finally, the Rock is in insert city where they're currently yeah. at. And he put the wrong city. Yeah. Oh, dude, it reminds me of that episode. And I'm oh, wow. I'm I'm using one of yours. Mm-hmm. And the episode of The Simpsons where I think mm-hmm. it was uh, was it a uh, spinal spinal tap. Yeah. Well, he oh, was, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he, he That's what Trump should do. Write it down on his hand or something. Right. He, well, I don't know if it fit on his little hand. <laughs> right. You have to do like that. Uh, what do you call it? The It'll look like the little note that Chang and Community uh, reads. <laughs> yeah. Because remember? He, he yeah. goes, Hello. Springfield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and that's the funny thing because they talk about Biden can't complete a sentence, but this motherfucker just rambles on well, about different things. But Biden. This is I wanted to go because he did that, and then they showed a clip of Biden. He was at the uh, at the the, the um, automobile manufacturers union mm-hmm. at, at a rally, and he he low keyed this Trump because yeah, while I'm here with you guys, a union, and I support and love you, somebody else was uh, at a non union shop because <laughs> <laughs> he did he went and held a rally at a non union shop mm-hmm. talking about auto manufacturing and. Biden's administration has brought in like six, they've brought in like 60,000 new jobs in the uh, mm-hmm. automobile industry. Yeah. But what's funny is that this guy made a noise in the crowd and Joe Biden, to tell you, mm-hmm. he ain't that senile as they want him to. He goes, mm-hmm. you okay over there? He goes, I just want the media to know that wasn't me. <laughs> and everybody started laughing and then he yeah. did like he you know because trump yeah. lately has been mocking him like oh cotter you know yeah. looking around the stage like he doesn't know where he's at yeah, yeah, yeah. so joe biden started doing that nah. and everybody <laughs> was dying dude, laughing, you know what dude. the thing is, is that a lot of people don't know is that biden is like a witty dude you Bro, know like he is vp yeah oh exactly <laughs> oh i remember like when it was vp and he uh he debated like what's that one dude's face he always talks shit about obama every chance he got oh uh, my god that's half of the, the yeah Republican Party. paul ryan yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Motherfucker. Biden took him to the to, to the uh, what do they call it? that the the, the tool shed yeah. and everything and just whooped his ass. And see, the thing is, is that this is typical of like Trump supporters. They're always gonna project all of Trump's like um, yeah. uh, uh, what's it called? His like um habits onto Biden. Yep. They say that Biden's senile and everything, but because he has a stutter. Like not a lot. You know, a lot of people should know by now because he stated this several hundred fucking times yeah. that he's oh, he's had a stutter. He's tried to overcome it his whole life and his everything. His whole life, dude. So when you're hearing him like, you know, you know, babbling just a little, it's not because he's incoherent or senile, it's because he has a fucking stutter. See, I grew up with one, so I can tell you how hard it is to try to get over it. Right. Um, the way I kind of got over it as a kid, mm. I, I, I didn't go to speech therapy or anything like that. Mm. Um, I started talking faster. Yeah. And for some reason, as I start, that's why people go, oh, you talk so fast. And sometimes I talk low. It's like because if I don't, my start my stutter will start to come back. And it yeah. wasn't like you know, duh, 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 but it was like I I would sometimes like yeah. get stuck in a thought, right? And which, it's hard, dude. Which, it, to which, me, people don't understand how which, difficult it which is. Which everybody does, you know what I'm saying? It's like even ones who are not in stutter, like when they're going on like a. Yeah. Um, like I don't want to say tangent or anything, but we're we're talking on and on. Right, they're thinking and speaking at the same time, which yeah. is tough. And so, well, that's why you you can tell when somebody's not prepared. Like uh, with Lauren Bobert, when they right. do, the, uh, uh. Uh, uh, dude, you you could literally see her sometimes speak, mm-hmm. and in 
two sentences, she'll throw in four uhs. Yeah. I was like, Yo, you need to gather your thoughts right. first. Or at least use a word to like transition to it and whatnot. Yeah. And therefore, vis-a-vis. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, vis-a-vis. My fa- like if you're oh, a Matrix fan. Dude, remember we knew somebody who just used it at the most inappropriate times? Yes. Oh, oh vis-a-vis is like is that, it, that's, that's not, that's what, not what you think it means. And he always say like, oh, that's how I use it wrong <laughs> incorrectly right? but yeah but but, no, anyway, but yeah but so, no but yeah this is, but yeah i was about to say like you know they always like everything that trump does they always try to like throw on biden bro they kim jong-un him oh yeah yeah like, yeah yeah they say like oh biden he likes to smell little girls heads he's a pedophile and yet uh trump was buddy buddy with yeah. epstein oh and also is on record saying like he would like to fuck his own daughter yeah uh, no and there was an, another thing like this this past couple of weeks that he did he was waxing on about waxing poetically uh, kissing ass to Kim Jong Un, Putin, mm-hmm. and uh, what's the dude in China, um, Xi Jinping? Yeah, and he was so like, oh, but then they, he fucked up because he goes, uh, he goes, Kim Jong Un in charge mm. of a 1.5 billion people. So mm. that that's China, bro. I just find <laughs> like, wrong country. <laughs> I just ass. I just find the irony is that his supporters and everything. Well, because they're as stupid as he is. Yeah, they always like um. When they always accuse of Obama of being a fascist oh, and everything, and a and Muslim, the, yeah, and a Muslim, and then they, and then here is fucking like Trump going on and on, um, gallivanting about uh, what do you call it about actual fascist. Yep. So it, it's just this whole fucking hypocrisy that know, always like uh, racks my brain. Do you know what I loved about the best thing about Obama? I mean, mm-hmm. he was cool as fuck, but mm-hmm. the best thing is that he made all these right wing shitheads their mm. heads explode that his middle name was hussein oh yeah <laughs> honestly i th- i don't think yeah. it was the barack that got to them it was the right. hussein well you know what's <laughs> fucked up is that and this is like the racism of people is that they hear a name like uh that's tied to a um you know like a dictator right. or such and everything and they automatically think that if you have that name that you're crazy or you're violent and everything yeah well there was there was this one dude that uh <laughs> i knew back in new york and his mm. name was abdul yeah and a lot of racists like to use abdul as like a mm. a name that they use you know right they, they go listen here abdul he's like that that yeah. just that that's my name right <laughs> so you're just calling me by my name <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of this one bully I knew back in high school. Like his roast game was terrible. Like you would say most to him, racists are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he, well, you know what? I was most about to bigots say, and racists. They're they're awful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he would call me by my full name because like, I always went by my nick my nickname back in like uh, yeah, yeah. high school and everything. Yeah. But he would call me like by my full name, like some kind of like gotcha like, and everything. You like my mama. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> your hey, your real name is. And like, you know, he'll so, say it. So and what's I'm your like, point? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> so he'll like, hey, do da 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 I'm like, yes. Yeah. I'm like. No, the like, go- the yeah. gotchas that like back in the day when mm-hmm. I was growing up, um, it was, they would call Muslims Ab- uh, Abdul mm-hmm. or Mohammed, which mm-hmm. there's a lot of them named that. So yeah. Mohammed know. is about as common yeah. as John. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, was it, then for Indians, they go on Punjab. I was like, yo, dude, that's actually a, a religion. You're, mm-hmm. you're not insulting them. Right. <laughs> it's like Punjabi is, is yeah. a religion and a subculture of India. You, that's not really an insult. Mm. And they try to do that because, you know, the racial slurs from back in the day for, yeah. for people who are Chinese or mm-hmm. Asian descent, mm-hmm. they would call them certain things. Right. I don't want to say them, but mm-hmm. not that, oh, we're... We'll get canceled. I just yeah. don't like saying them. Right. And it's, and it's also, it's like, God damn, you're not even a smart racist. No, you know, no. like if you're going to do, make some slurs, at least do some research, yeah. put, put some work into it. That's you an oxymoron. 
Yeah. Uh, smart racist. Right. Uh, I know, but still, like, <laughs> dude, I, mostly racism is, I believe, is is born out of ignorance, mm-hmm. uh, and also uh, it, it's it's taught to you, yeah. right? Because the fear is okay. Mm-hmm. No one is born with fear. Yeah. Uh, there are instincts within the human brain. I think that you know we already have, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of the fears that we have are taught to us. Some kids are mm-hmm. afraid of heights. I mean, some people are afraid of heights. I think their parents traumatized them with doing something when they were a kid, mm-hmm. gone and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so racism is taught. You know? Absolutely. And some people mm-hmm. can break away from it. I've mm-hmm. used the example before. We know someone whose father was an actual mm-hmm. ne- member mm-hmm. of the KKK. It wasn't that he he was an actual fucking card carrying member. Mm-hmm. And this dude ended up marrying a black woman from Africa. Mm-hmm. Then he married a Native a uh, Native American woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just shitty at marriage, I guess. Because yeah. then his third marriage I mean, is now to an Asian woman. Right. <laughs> so he left home. Because he didn't want to deal with his father's racism. And there's also the story of the uh, tattoo artist who was a former white supremacist. Yeah. Where he had like, you know, the swastikas on him and everything. And so he removed them themselves. Yeah. And he wanted to do a a service. He wanted to give back to the community by helping out, you know, uh, reformed racist supremacists and everything by removing their tattoos. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I heard about so, that one. The yeah. one I thought was really cool, and I can't remember where it was or who the guy was. He mm-hmm. got out of prison. He was part of the Aryan Nation, mm-hmm. and he was part of the uh, skinheads when mm-hmm. he was younger. And the the he was like he had to do uh, like a halfway house thing. Mm-hmm. And the woman they put him as his counselor was black. Yeah, or is black. Mm-hmm. And he grew more tolerant with her, more and more tolerant. Mm-hmm. And she, I mean, converted him. He was like. I'm a different person now and I thank her for it. And, and he went, he wants to help her do the same thing to others. Yeah. And then there's also this dude on TikTok mm-hmm. that he was reprogrammed too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he actually now uh, preaches not church wise, cause mm-hmm. that'd be awful. Um, he, he preaches now the, how the system is rigged, rigged against people of color. Yeah. And that's all his TikTok is, is, mm-hmm. is debating and combating people mm-hmm. who don't realize the systematic racism against people of color mm-hmm. in in the judicial system see in the you know what the worst um being in doctrine at a young age is terrible but yeah. you know what's the worst is it when it happens when you're older like yep. when you're an adult you can make your own decisions because that's just like um tr- um a proof of like you know being like weak-minded yeah. and everything see I think some of those people is just some shit that happened to. Them. I seen dudes become racist because their girlfriend cheated on them with a black guy. Yeah, just like dumbass reasons. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's funny you mentioned that because a friend of mine, um, we were very close. Right. Um, we cheated on you with a black school. guy? No, I said <laughs> I said friend, not girlfriend. Okay. Uh, so she goes into the navy and she's stationed in the south. And uh, she's a white girl. Right. And so she one day, like you know, she um, ran into like these like. Um, um, black dudes and everything and they were very like you know antagonistic towards her and everything and that sucks you know it's it you know it's it's a shame and right. everything but ever since then she decided to she believed that every black person was now evil just because of that one um uh that one e- uh, incident and everything yeah and this is a grown woman and already she's having like that those ignorant as um thoughts it gets worse so she comes uh to visit 
on on uh during like her uh shore leave and everything yeah and so she says like yeah i've just like you know it's been tough in the south like all these black people are just like being so mean and everything and i want you uh she's saying to me i want you don't when you when people ask you what your race is don't mention that you're black i'm like fucking excuse me wait what yeah don't mention that you're black yeah bro it it it's kind of obvious that you're biracial, right? It's not a it's not a hidden thing, but it's just so fucking insulting that she wants me to hide um, half of my uh, ethnicity yeah, just I because I, I won't do that shit for nobody. No, no, and I told her like, are you? You cannot be this fucking stupid just because you um, ran afoul of like you know a couple people, right? Uh, that happened to be a particular race that were antagonistic towards you, that means you're going to generalize everyone? I mean, That's there's, fucked there's up. assholes in every race. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, he goes, it's like like Sam Jackson and uh, Mel uh, fucking Bruce Willis and mm-hmm. Die Hard, you know? Oh, oh yeah, you don't yeah. like me because I'm white. I don't like you because you're going to get killed. Yeah. It's like some people like that. I was like, oh, you don't like me because I'm XYZ. No, I don't like yeah. you because you're an asshole. Right. <laughs> it has nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. You know? And other people that like to do that and... With all due respect, is pe- uh, some people that are overweight, they try mm-hmm. to use it as a crutch. Yeah. And they go, oh, you don't like me because I'm fat. No, I don't like you because you're an asshole. Or even people who are um, in you, wheelchairs. Yeah, you, you can know? weigh 100 pounds. You're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, no. And it happens. Like, they'll use that, like, you know, and they'll use that as a crutch to, like, um, make excuses. Exactly. Yeah, and everything. Exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I had, okay, there was one time when I worked at a call center, and this dude, he wanted me to do something on his account. I said, dude, I can't do that. He goes, oh, you only won't do it because I'm black. I'm like, bro, you're on the phone. I don't know what fucking <laughs> you are. I was like, I didn't say it. I didn't say it, but right. I thought it. But I, what I did was I combated him with my intellect. Mm-hmm. I said, sir, how do you, I was like, I, 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 how do you assume that I'm not a man mm-hmm. of color? Mm-hmm. I was like, just because I'm not, yo, yo, yo. I was like, I didn't say that, but I'm saying, right. all I did was tell him, sir, how, how are you, how, how do you, how are you to assume that mm-hmm. I'm not a person of color? Right. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a man of color. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not doing this. I, I said, I have no idea yeah. what ethnicity you are. Mm-hmm. You're a name on a screen to me. Yeah. I was like, I, I would say the same thing to anyone. I mean, this um, reminds me of when I used to work at a, a grocery store and I was a uh, general merchandise clerk, basically right. stock boy. And so <laughs> I like how they church it up. Oh, big time. It's like calling a, a janitor a custodial engineer. Right. And well, they used to call the, uh, you know, the bag workers like, you know, courtesy clerks. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's anyway, so like that reminds me of that George Carlin. But I'll tell you, I'll let you yeah, tell your story. Yeah. You, you know which bit I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. but anyway, so like I was uh, asked to uh, help out in the deli. Right. And so one night we're closing off the deli. And our register was like um, already like counted out and everything. Um, and so this uh, one man in a wheelchair, motorized uh, wheelchair, comes up and he says, excuse me, can I pay for my stuff here? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. Um, we don't have a register open. We're just, we just closed it and everything. And I cannot help you because I'm not trained as, um, as a cashier. Because back then, you had to actually have to be trained. You had to do tests and everything to become a cashier. Right. And so he takes his uh, his little basket and throws it on the ground like that is discrimination. I cannot fit in these in those like aisles. That's why I came here. I'm gonna report to your union or whatever. You have a good day. And he flies off. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? And then he comes back. Like, what is your name? I'm like, I'm not giving you my name. First of all, it's not because you're in a you're not. It's not because you're in a wheelchair. I can't help you. I don't right. know how to work a register. Yeah. And also, if you look at our um, our um, aisle one, our register one, right. it actually is designed to be wide enough for wheelchairs and other like you know. And there was somebody working folks. there. 
And there was oh, somebody like, working there. They didn't want to stand on the line. Right, yeah. exactly. Well, sorry, not stand on the line. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Wait in line. Hey, fuck him. I don't care. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Uh, and, it's like, not, and it's not dissing on people with disabilities. It's no, just this no. asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's like it, it's like the story that my girlfriend told me about. She knows someone who is a uh, military veteran, mm-hmm. and you know, all due respect to all vets, mm-hmm. um, it, it there's some dudes that are a veteran, but they think that like they went to war and mm-hmm. and they deserve every ounce of respect. Oh, it's they, the clout chasing. And they can do no wrong. Yeah. So anyway, this dude, she said one time she was with him, his wife, and they went through a drive-through at a fast food place, mm-hmm. and he fucking had a full Karen moment mm-hmm. because they didn't give him his military discount. <laughs> I served this country. I'm like, it was probably like what a dollar. Uh, probably I don't know yeah. how much it is but still it's like dude I mean just say it. hey excuse me sorry you didn't give me my military discount you yeah know, yeah just I be, would appreciate it just be chill like, about it exactly yeah, dude. yeah and I'm sure most people nine out of ten will go oh I'm so sorry let me go ahead and take care of that mm-hmm. they, you know you ain't got to blow a gasket over that shit oh yeah like, well, calm down there they, PTSD they did it they did it for the flex yeah. you know what I'm saying and like and honestly again, there's nothing wrong there's I'm not right. speaking against people with PTSD I have a touch of it myself mm-hmm. yeah. but and the thing is is that it makes me it makes you think like okay what did they join the military for because it's it like if they if he's gonna blow up like that yeah it sounds like he joined for the wrong reasons yeah no exactly yeah and that's all about i think when we were talking about uh we're we're, nostal- we're nostalgic for the good old days mm-hmm. so we we're gonna take a quick break and that's what we're gonna talk about uh it's called nostalgia fapping i don't know if it's a real term but it should be it should be <laughs> all right we'll be right back And we're back. Thank you guys for continuing to hang out with us. So before we went on break, we were talking about nostalgia. And we want to talk about today about nostalgia fapping. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first time I heard this term was from you, Jay. Mm -hmm. And it's basically where people wax poetically about the past like there's nothing superior to it. Yeah. And they live for that and only that. And that's pretty much they become like their whole... Um, personality. personality and, and it everything ke- it keeps them from appreciating new things right it's uh it's basically it's like the whole like peaked in high school type of mentality and everything yeah. they always want to think about like the past as opposed to the present or even think about the future you know now, i scored four touchdowns in a, in a football game one for time Polk Polk High. High. <laughs> <laughs> they used to call him the bill dozer he's like he's kind of <laughs> he's kind of like one of the first nostalgia fappers yeah uh al bundy, al bundy. And, which is funny because he's a topic he's a subject of nostalgia fapping as well yeah well and they everything. call that peaking in high school but i think it's also part of nostalgia fapping oh it totally is yeah, going back to the good old days yeah so like you know we we know we all know about nostalgia you know, yeah, we love to think about like back when we were young. Bro, and I'm everything. a huge fan of nostalgia, yeah. pop culture nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I love, I love thinking back, mm-hmm. dude. The other day, I posted a picture of I don't know if you're too young to remember the Magic Garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a TV show back in my day. Mm-hmm. I can say that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the '80s, late '70s, early '80s, it was a show called The Magic Garden, and it was mm-hmm. like a children's show, and it was it was really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And they had this squirrel called nutso but right. anyway but i don't but, sit there and go oh there's nothing like this on tv now see like, well yeah oh we'll get we'll get to that that's as well nostalgia fact yeah yeah so like okay so you know nostalgia's nice you know we like we always like to think back like when we're kids i and mean everything. it is you're yeah, always yeah. talking about the the origins of hip-hop and yep. video games and mm-hmm. that's nostalgic yeah, yeah yeah and so and also i noticed that you know people like to use it to um 
as a uh, as a coping mechanism yeah. because you know life you know like their current lives are ex- are extremely tough like they're going through a lot so they like to think about the times when they were kids when they didn't have to worry about that it's like that one uh, hip hop jam from back in the day ironically called back in the day <laughs> back uh, in the day, day when, when I, I was a kid, kid I was like back anymore. in the days when I was young I'm, I'm not, not a kid, kid anymore, anymore but some days I said I was I was a kid again I was a kid again yeah so yeah so you know yeah but um. But, you know, it's uh, that whole, like, coping mechanism. They like right. to think back of, like, you know, the simple times and everything. And that's cool and all. That's great. Yeah. However. However. There are times when nostalgia fapping gets e- extreme. Like, well, it gets, ext- like, so incredibly, like, borderline obsessive. Yep. Yeah. Well, the whole MAGA movement, it, it really embraced that because they're oh, like, yeah. oh, we need to get back, make America great again. Yeah. And, and I remember Comedy Central, they sent out all their correspondents of color mm-hmm. to a rally. Yes. <laughs> oh, like, like Roy Wood well, Jr.? Yeah. Goes, yeah, when, yeah. When was when was when was America great? When, when, yeah. when did you go back to? He goes, oh, you know, like the 1950s. He goes, oh, you, when women when women couldn't have credit cards? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not that. Oh, when uh, black oh, people oh. couldn't use the uh, water fountain or the bathroom? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was, and Jordan Klepper did a great that was one on that, too. Yeah. But anyway, I but, love Jordan Klepper. He needs to be the next host totally yeah uh but yeah so but yeah there is there that's nostalgia fapping and that, honestly and that's also like the call toxic nostalgia yeah because you know there are a lot of folks that would like to go about like the good old days but at the same time completely being inconsiderate and ignoring the uh, plight of folks who were um disenfranchised back in those days you know my um, you know women minorities and all that um and so and i, I remember a, a friend of mine he um you know that i've knew since high school and everything and he he has that peaked in high school energy he's always going on about like you know how great high school was and he's always going on about this uh mutual friend of ours and he says oh man i uh you know i loved when like you know when uh, brian like you know did this that and everything Brian was a massive dick to me. Like he was. Well, I a, remember you telling me a story. He, about yeah, him. yeah. He, he was basically your Pablo. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, you remember when I told you about Pablo? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 The one that was trying to always flex in front of girls and like be the ladies' man. Yeah, yeah. He was so like, calm down, keep it in your holster. Yeah, and so uh, like you know, Brian always used to like he would say he was my friend, but he would always like throw me under the bus. Yeah, and whenever we we're hanging out with like large groups and everything. And so, dude, I saw that in a in a in a show recently. Sex yeah. Ed, have you watched Sex Ed? Oh, is that with um Sex Education? Jillian Anderson? Anderson. Yeah, I have not watched that yet. Dude, you got to watch it. There's an episode where it goes into that. Mm-hmm. Where like uh, this one girl, uh, she had she she she. They're older now, and she remembers this girl. She goes, I can't remember where she was from, but then she remembered that when they were in camp together, in summer camp, mm-hmm. she was her only friend. But then all the the popular girls, mm-hmm. she wanted to get in with them. Yeah. So she started making fun of the girl too. Yep. Along with them. Yeah. Because they wanted to be on the popular crowd. It's yeah. Like, that's a dick move, man. Oh, and that's exactly what Brian was. You See, know, with he, me, it was different. If you made fun of my friends when other people were around, I'd punch you in the fucking face. Yeah. I tell you the story about Pablo, even though he was my friend, mm-hmm. he started being, we were playing tackle football and mm-hmm. he started being a little too rough with a kid that probably weighed 30 pounds less than him. Mm-hmm. So I fucking body slammed him. Yeah. <laughs> I said, what now, bitch? And honestly, I've yeah. always had. Um, more strength than I, I look mm-hmm. like I do. Mm-hmm. So I weighed about 120 pounds, but I could I could bench at that time 225, and yeah. I just fucking body slammed him. And honestly, looking back when you told me that story, I don't think Pablo was your friend at all, man. No, he like, was he was more of a hang around. Yeah. As soon as he got the chance to go hang out with the 
popular older guys and yeah. smoke weed in yeah. junior high school. Oh, he dropped out at 15. Dude. Oh yeah. He's a, Oh damn. Yeah. He's yeah. a coattail writer. Yep. And yeah. And like looking back, like I don't think Brian was actually my friend at all. No. Like why would you like want to put your friend through that shit and why just so you can look cool. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. That's exactly and, why. And you know, it's funny. He was all about like wanting to look cool, but he would always brag about how he was a nonconformist. So if you're a nonconformist, you wouldn't give a shit if people thought you were cool or not. No, dude, yeah. I always kind of stood on my own. I was kind of, uh, I don't want to say nerd growing up, but mm-hmm. I was I was definitely the oddball. Mm-hmm. And my friend Adam Lopez was always the oddball with me because yeah. it wasn't, we didn't get made fun of or bullied. Mm-hmm. We, we were into comic books and, and uh, all collectibles and shit, but we also played sports, yeah. you know, and we also fought. Because yeah. like, we used to, in junior high school, you know how you you know how you always say, and, and it's most mostly true, mm-hmm. where kids become little dicks in, in junior high school. Oh, big time! They start yeah. getting that little push of testosterone, and yeah, yeah, we were like anti bullies. Like we would fight mm-hmm. bullies. Right, we'd see people, somebody picking on somebody. We had this kid in our in our uh, grade mm-hmm. named Miguel, and I, I believe he was a a little person because mm-hmm. we were in sixth grade, and he couldn't have been no more than like four eleven, mm-hmm. uh, and while we were all growing, he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he used to get picked on when we got to junior high school. And, mm-hmm. and Adam and I used to fucking stand up for him and be like, nah, man, we've known this kid since like the second grade. You ain't yeah. fucking with him. And honestly, I could have used you and your friends as help back in junior high because my junior high was a haven of yeah. bullying. Like... It was some of the worst times of my life no. because a lot of like a lot of kids in there were just straight up assholes yeah. and for like no reason. Well, because you know? you're a little different. As long as you're a little different, that's oh, all yeah. I care about. Oh yeah, you know, and honestly, I I knew it had something to do with my uh, with my race but and everything. Well, you went to junior high in, in Scottsdale, right? Uh, well, no, that was um, I uh, well. The bulk of my junior high career was in San Diego, but oh, suburban in San rancho Diego. Cucamonga? No, I'm close, <laughs> close. It was a rancho, actually. It was Rancho Bernardo. Yeah, and yeah. it was probably a predominantly Caucasian yeah. neighborhood. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, a lot of bullying was evident in everything. And so, and you had like your typical ap- uh, apathetic uh, administration. You know, right. they say like the whole like, oh, um, Come uh, tell a teacher and we'll do something about it. They didn't do shit. Yeah, like it was like yeah. the rest of development narrator. They didn't do anything. And that's the same thing. Even, yeah, even now because mm-hmm. my my kid went through the same thing in junior high school. Mm-hmm. You know, she was being bullied, and when we told the school, they didn't do shit. Yeah, I was like yeah, I ain't gonna do nothing, man. Yep. So I taught my kid how to tear them down verbally and not t- touch them physically because yeah. she was far bigger than them. Well, it's also that if you um, if you fight back physically, that'll get you in trouble. That's because what I told like, them. Yeah, I said, they never see who hits. They see who hits back. Right. And like, they never punish the bullies. Nope. They always punish the victims. Or they, pu- or they punish both of them. Oh, I remember one time a uh, bully was like uh, harassing me. Like he kept like touching me and everything and I swiped his hand away. Right. The teacher saw it. And she saw me swipe his hand away. So she saw that whole thing out of context. Instead of actually, um, what's it called? Mm. Uh, investigating, like ask, okay, who started it? Like getting to know like what happened and everything. She just made up her mind right off the right off the jump. Yeah. And then I got lunch detention, and he got away scot free, bro. Because you know you were a double threat to them, not yeah. a threat, but you were a double. Because you're part Latino mm-hmm. and part black. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're not even one race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was uh, Miss Finkbeiner. Miss Finkbeiner, are you there? Go fuck yourself. No, but I'm talking about yeah. the bullies too. Yeah. yeah. It's like they, they just put a target on you because yeah. one, you're a double minority. Mm-hmm. And then two, you're into like pop culture and comic books. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Power shit Rangers like that. and all that. Yeah. Like if you were into Power Rangers, that means you were, you were corny. Oh, you baby. Yeah. See, so what just happened there, folks? That was, t- that was, 
that was healthy nostalgia yep. right there. And, and to me, that's healthy nostalgia right there because we were realizing what was going on and how could we help like the the next generation prevent that. No, exactly. So, yeah. 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 Well, but going back to nostalgia fapping, one mm-hmm. of the big eras that people nostalgia fap hard on the 80s. is the 80s. Mm-hmm. So fucking hard. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and I see these kids that are like young millennials, mm-hmm. not at like your age, but like they're in their late 20s or even Gen Zers, mm-hmm. and they're like all about the 80s. I was like, you don't know shit about the <laughs> 80s. I was like, you just know what you all the fucking movies you watch. And yo, let me tell you something. There's some classic 80s movies. Yeah. You know, anything by what's his face? What's that director? The, John Hughes. John Hughes. Yeah. So Pretty in Pig, 16 Candles, mm-hmm. anything with Molly Ringwald, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all that other shit. You know, you got Goonies. Mm-hmm. But all these people, fat nostalgic or nostalgia fap over it mm-hmm. but they don't realize that the t- how it was different back then yeah you know i'm not gonna say that we had it hard in the 80s but mm-hmm. we were latchkey kids gen x mm-hmm. uh, a lot of gen x were latchkey kids and most of us were in urban areas uh and for those who don't know what a latchkey kid is is that your parents usually worked there mm-hmm. was no stay-at-home mom usually mm-hmm. and a lot of us were from single parent households mm-hmm. uh, or both parents had to work and because reaganomics you know Mm-hmm. Because it was supposed to help Americans. Yeah, that it, didn't. It destroyed the fucking middle class. But yeah, anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can go on about that forever. Uh, we we were latchkey kids, so mom had to go to work. My, dude, there was one point when my mom would leave my twelve year old sister to watch us because she worked a third shift at a soap factory, mm-hmm. and my sister was in charge of watching us overnight. And I was like maybe four years old. I remember this. Mm-hmm. And my mom had to do what she had to do because she was a single mother of four kids. Yeah. And so it was a lot of that shit. So mm-hmm. people just wax nostalgic over the whole movies and shit mm-hmm. but it was a tough time dude it yeah. was you know we we were going i mean the crack epidemic the crack epidemic well even before the crack epidemic coke was fucking huge yeah. you know the inner cities there was more burned down mm-hmm. buildings and i think that's where kind of the whole gentrification started yeah because the government was doing nothing about buildings being uh, burnt down mm-hmm. they they would leave empty lots for like years yeah i remember that was we used to play in fucking empty lots where buildings had been torn down yeah we were playing in abandoned building there was an abandoned building on my block for a good five years before they knocked it and that was your jungle gym yeah and and mm-hmm. what they don't they and i saw that and thinking back on it now it's like that's when the whole quote-unquote urban renewal started mm-hmm. to try to push out the minorities yeah. or push out poor people and move in people with money. The building I grew up in was a, was a three-story, old-ass, probably built in the early 1900s uh, tenement building. It was mm-hmm. a three-story building, and it was railroad apartments. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar. Railroad apartments is like you have to go through a bedroom to get to the next bedroom. Mm-hmm. Like It was all in line. There were no privacy. And we it, so now that building, it had roaches, like German mm-hmm. cockroaches, which are mm-hmm. the worst, and rat and mice, and now that building it, it was urban renewed, mm-hmm. gentrified, and now it's worth like eight million dollars. No, sorry, one point eight million or two million dollars now. Mm-hmm. I'm like that fucking piece of shit building. <laughs> and you know, um, I, I honestly I think um, a lot of folks, like uh, especially young folks and everything, like to focus on like the idealized. Um, yep. idea of the 80s um so like i know like you know uh vaporwave synthwave and all that like you know they like to be fans of that and right. i and you know what 
Uh, and that's awesome. Like I think that's a like the that's a cool the aesthetic and everything. Yeah, the new wave, the new, the new wave the, and everything. The, back in the day, it was new wave, like Devo, right, and everything. And um, so and we see a lot of like these like um works by like these uh, current like you know filmmakers and game developers, right. where you have like these um these like uh, movies, TV shows, and video games that are like a throwback that are, that that pay homage to that decade and everything, like Stranger Things, right, Kung Fury. Um, there's these, um, a couple video indie games that like are based like on the 80s synth wave, like a hotline Miami and everything. So yeah, I, I, I understand being a fan of I mean, like the aesthetic I mean, and everything. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Grand Theft Auto did a whole fucking. Oh, Vice City. Yeah. Hell, even before mode. the whole synth wave and everything became yep. even bigger. But it's like, don't ignore the fact that there was a lot of bad shit that happened during that decade. Oh, absolutely. It's like, it wasn't like a utopia. You know, like there, yeah, there were some cool things that came out of that decade. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's like when somebody goes, "Oh, the good old days." I'm like, "For who?" Right. That's what I'm saying. I was like, I grew up on welfare and food stamps, eating government cheese. That was see, the good old days for me. See, that's what I hate when people say the good old days. Let's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do like a little like a PSA right here. There's there none of you had the good old days. No. It was just it was it was your heyday. That's it. I would like. I would rather people just straight up be self-absorbed about it and say, during my heyday, because at least you're not trying to generalize an entire decade as being awesome. Yeah. Because like I was mentioning, my friend who likes to talk about Brian and everything, he likes to wax poetic about him. Um, yeah, it was a good time for me because he treated you. He treated you with respect, but he treated me like shit. So. Um, forgive me if I don't like uh, if I don't want to uh, join in in your no, fucking nostalgia fappy. Yeah, and so um, this whole like you know good old days and everything I think is a bullshit term. Yeah, and so you know I, now that we talk about like the '80s about like how people like to wax nostalgic about that decade, there's this Facebook uh, group. Uh, I know you know about it, but '80s commercials, trailers, toys, and yes. more. Yeah. That group is such a double-edged sword because yeah. they post some cool things on there. Hey, remember this show? And it'd be like an obscure TV show or movie. I'm like, oh right. damn! I mean, even I haven't thought about that in like years. I watch I watch some videos like that, and they'll like talk about cartoons that only last. I'm like, oh shit! I used to watch that. Yeah, or the toys yeah. and everything and yeah. whatnot. But then there's a dark side to that group because there's a lot of toxic ass racist boomers on there yeah. that would always talk shit about millennials zillennials oh, and and everything saying like our generation was the best we're not soft like you kids and oh, they would God, and they would bullshit. and they would flex about child abuse like i'm not i'm not exaggerating they flex about child abuse oh, like, my mother beat me and i was okay and that taught me about respect no that taught you fear and that, that taught you how to be a dick and also it and also they would talk they would sh like show like all these janky ass jungle gyms that were basically like mortal Kombat death pits well, I grew but up for with kids the, i grew up with those too though <laughs> yeah, and look how that turned out. You I have know. a bum fucking hip. Oh, no, not only that, I got scars. I, I got, I got scars, yo. I was like, why would you guys flex about having a concussion no before hitting junior high, bro? We you know what I'm saying? Have, we used to have metal slides. Yeah. Imagine in the summer going down a metal slide with shorts on. Yeah. All you hear was that was skin coming off. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> See that's and they always talk about like the soft generation, the soft generation. Yeah. Hey, dipshit, you you raised the soft generation. So they always talk about they always talk about shit about like the current generations, the millennials and the and the Gen Zers. But who fucking raised them? Here's my thing about that: yeah. Boomers, yeah, raised mostly Gen Xers, mm -hmm. and Gen Xers were so traumatized and so fucked up. Mm -hmm. And big thing about we couldn't go to our parents about mental illness. Mm -hmm. They're like, "What mental illness? Shut the fuck up! Yeah, get over it. Mm -hmm. Just quit being a little bitch." Yeah, 
Uh, mm-hmm. So we, a lot of us who are Gen X, I'm not saying all of us, uh, a lot of Gen X, what they wanted to do is wanted to raise their kids different from what they were raised like. Mm-hmm. You know, none of the fucking beatings we used to take, mm-hmm. you know, shit like that. Mm-hmm. I personally never got disciplined that hard, by, but I did get punched in the face one time by my father, mm-hmm. actually twice, punched in the face. It wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. he was going for the knockout blow. Yeah. But. Anyway, I won't even get into that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and you know how they say that the kid confronts their father when they get old enough. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, it was for me. It was at eighteen. He raised his hand to me. I said, "You." I said, "I said, oh man, you you hit me. Mm-hmm. That'd be the last time you touch anybody." God damn. <laughs> and he put his hand back down. He he got scared. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but that's what I think happened. Mm-hmm. And that's my dime store uh, psychiatrist about it because. Boomers were so tough on Gen Xers because mm-hmm. most of the boomers raised Gen Xers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were so hard on us that we went the whole complete opposite way when we raised our children. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a lot of boomers either have kids that were Gen Xers or older millennials like yourself. Because mm-hmm. let's face facts, your parents are boomers. Yeah, uh, but they're not boomers. They're boomers like Mr. Hand is boomer, not like you know back in my day. Yeah, I used yeah. to take a ass whooping. Mm-hmm. It's like good for you, Mazel Tov. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, that was, uh, that's what that was. And uh, mm-hmm. so I think that's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. so Gen Xers whose kids are either younger millennials or Gen Zers, we raised them different than we were. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. So, and I think that's what the combative is against boomers, against Gen Zers mm-hmm. and, and millennials, mm-hmm. because we raised them to stand up for themselves. Mm-hmm. And when a boomer talks shit to them, they go, whoa, 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 old dude. Calm down before you break a hip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they think that, oh, these kids are disrespectful. Yeah, because that's why we taught them. Yeah. Don't take no shit from nobody. <laughs> well, and that's another thing that you, that you mentioned. Like, oh, these kids are disrespectful, blah, 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 and everything. Well, maybe it's because you kept talking shit about them. Yeah, quit, or being, the fa- quit being a dick and they right. won't. <laughs> or the fact that you poisoned their uh, childhood or like pretty much like the... Um, the uh the uh, what do you call it the status quo right and everything because like you know as you mentioned like you know mental um like you know talking about mental illness or mental health and everything has always yep. been stigmatized or like when you're trying to be vulnerable you can't be because you know you have to say be a man and like you know nut up and everything be a man <laughs> right right <laughs> no yeah you know, you know what my thing is about that okay you know how boomers are always telling millennials that the uh they, they, what is it? They, they uh, expect things that they, uh, they're entitled. Mm-hmm. I was like, motherfucker, you think you're entitled to respect just because you old and you exist? Yeah. I was like, that's not the way that works. Right. You know, somebody once told me, oh, well, I'm older, so you're supposed to respect me. Who's who the fuck said that? When did I sign that contract? <laughs> every, every, I was like, you you need to earn that shit. That's like uh, that's like the mayor from uh, Do the Right Thing. Like you know. If you're going to act like the mayor, like a public drunk and everything, we're going to respect you. Yeah, fuck all that noise. Yeah, yeah. But also, and not only... To but the, get, it, let's get back to nostalgia. Well, that, like, well, that is a, that is <laughs> nostalgia is, right there. Is, so we're still is. on point and everything. Yeah. But I also... Uh, you brought up a good point that they all... Like the you know the older generations are always talking about like entitlement of like the new generations yeah. and everything. But little they know that they're just as entitled as like uh, the y- younger generation claims to be. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, you guys expect everything. Uh, your AARP benefits, uh, your Social Security. Hey, I heard they dis- say I earned that by what existing. Yeah. Oh, exactly. then I then I should get a benefit. <laughs> yeah. You know these uh, the good job that you didn't fucking die. You earned it. Why? Because you worked and got old. 
<laughs> right. Oh, and that's another thing. So a lot of them flex about doing really dangerous shit as kids. Like, right. oh, I used to play in the mud. I used to drink from the water hose. Yeah, that's why you look like Wilfred Brimley <laughs> by age 25. Yeah. yeah. You know what's funny? I was watching a, a weekend tonight with John Oliver. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Oliver. Yeah, no, John. Yeah, John Oliver. He he was showed what he showed pictures of people. He goes he goes. Well, one thing that guy's thirty. <laughs> yeah, like, he looks like he's sixty. It's like yeah, motherfuckers look old back oh, yeah. in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, another aspect of nostalgia fapping is ignoring uh how like um problematic. Yeah. A lot of TV shows and like movies were and everything. Yep. Like that gr- that Facebook group I told you about. They love Revenge of the Nerds. They love some of that Lambda Landa Landa and everything. And um, you know, Revenge of the Nerds is seen as like a classic, a like, classic oh, movie. Oh, everything. You mean the movie that ends with rape, date rape? Exactly. <laughs> so um, people, what's it called? People tend to forget that. Oh yeah. You know what's funny is that I don't think I think they realize that, but they don't want to admit it. It's that whole like you know we don't talk about it, it doesn't exist, which you know has led to like a lot of generational trauma. Exactly. But yeah, so they'll talk about movies like that, like oh man, these movies were great, and then luckily there's some lo- uh, logical thinking people on that page calling yeah. them out saying yep. like you oh so you loved when the main character date raped a the main character or when they put. Uh, cameras and like the girls like the sorority like houses and everything right. well think well the thing is they they go back and they think about the ideal uh shit about that mm-hmm. like oh and uh like pretty in pink ends up with her with the popular cute guy and all this shit yeah and um say anything he realizes that his best friend was his love all along shit like that oh i mean some coming are wonderful some kind of yeah, wonderful yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah say anything was john cusack yes uh so but they don't realize and the same thing he did in uh better off dead remember what's uh, was it simone the, the french girl yes yeah, yeah. anyway and yeah and like even that movie the hmm. mom was trying to fucking buy his son a girlfriend he <laughs> you remember she brought her from uh, as a foreign exchange student yeah was like, oh you gotta fuck my son right which is what she was saying mm-hmm. no and another one but one they don't talk about mm-hmm. is and it's a very obscure movie that nobody really talks about from the 80s it's called um it's called the last american virgin yes and yeah. at the, and at the end the girl breaks the dude's heart by he did all this shit to help her mm-hmm. and then she and funny fun fact she's actually the same french girl from say uh from uh better off dead i'm noticing a uh, career trajectory there that was better off dead right yeah 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 so she yeah say anything was the boom box uh, yeah yeah no so she breaks his heart by mm-hmm. going back going back to the douchebag long story short he's this kid's trying to get laid he's the, he's the nerd kid of their three friends his best friend gets this girl pregnant leaves her he helps her take care of the situation if you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then she he goes to a party at the end and sees her making out back with his best friend mm-hmm. so he took care of her took care of what she needed mm-hmm. and was in love with her goes out sells his stereo and does all these things to help her mm-hmm. and then she goes back and hooks up with his best friend again so and and, and the end it ends him driving away crying, crying yeah People don't wax nostalgic over that movie. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, it's one of the most realistic endings ever. It wasn't the Hollywood ending. No, it that shit happens. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and oh, um, I mean, you know, unfortunately, I have to say, your testimony to that mm-hmm. it's happened to you, and unfortunately, it's happened to you too. No, oh, <laughs> more than once. It ha- it's happened to everybody. Yeah. Let, let, let's not flex here. Like, oh, that didn't happen to me, N- <laughs> oh. nigga. Please, but uh, but no, and um, you don't know me, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Um, 
see like that movie like that like that definitely does like it did like break the status quo exactly on, yeah, on it was 80s unlike movies other or, 80s movies right yeah, but that's one that they don't talk about yeah you know? right and also like what i what's what's really annoying is like the common defense when people point out like the most horrible shit that happens in these movies yeah like what happened in Revenge of the nerds and all that mm-hmm. they always say oh it was a different time it was a sign it was a, it was, yeah, it it was was a, a different sign. time it was a sign of the time do you know what else was a sign of the times the holo- and the holocaust <laughs> But we don't want to. We don't, but that doesn't mean it's a good no, thing. No, but I'm talking about yeah. the '80s. Yeah, yeah. He goes, you know what else is a sign of time? Cocaine. Yeah, crack. It, dude, it's <laughs> such it's such a cop out excuse because yeah. basically when you say that, that means I got nothing, so I'm just gonna you know do more nostalgia fapping. Right. But you can also tell by nostalgia fapping who mm. grew up in the hood or in an urban environment and who mm. grew up in the suburbs mm. because you'll get those suburban kids that say anything some kind of wonderful mm-hmm. breakfast club all this shit and you talk to somebody who grew up in the hood was it about colors yeah <laughs> juice mm-hmm. um was it a uh, fucking do the right thing do as the well. right thing mm-hmm. uh she, she 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 gotta have it she gotta have it yeah uh fucking the one with oh my god i can't remember uh why can't i remember the fucking name right now mm. oh well, shit who's in it uh, i'm trying to think now Lorenz Tate, Boys in the Hood. But yeah. yeah. Um, no, no, but Lorenz Tate. Oh, you mean uh, Lorenz Tate was in a. Uh, not Lorenz Tate. Um, D- Cuba D- Gooding Jr. Right, yeah. right. Cuba, it was Cuba Gooding Jr., Ice Cube, and. Uh, Morris Chestnut. Mor- Maurice Chestnut. Yeah. Yeah, and there was movies like that. And that's when you know people were grew up in the hood, like yeah. Breaking, um, mm-hmm. Beach Street. Yep. People don't give Beach Street enough love. Everybody talks Beach about Breaking, but people don't speak. Beach Street Beach was Street awesome. Because Beach Street yeah. wasn't only about. The uh, the dance, dance culture. It was like a lot. It was, it was like also a lot. About the hip hop culture too, yeah. and the DJ culture. Mm-hmm. That's one thing from the eighties that don't get enough love, and mm-hmm. not nostalgia fapping, but don't get enough love mm-hmm. is the DJ. Because mm-hmm. bro, we used to dudes. I remember dudes in the hood. We used to go to the the, the public parks, and they would tap into the light posts because if mm-hmm. you broke open the bottom of the light post, mm-hmm. you could hook up to the electricity, mm-hmm. and they would fucking hook up their turntables and their speakers to that, mm-hmm. and they would just impromptu fucking DJ session and people would just come out. Yeah. See, uh, see right there, that's an example of healthy nostalgia right yeah. there because it's not ignore, it's not painting like a idealized uh, picture of like what happened back, th- back in the day because like that example, like, you know, they had to DJ because exactly. that's all they could have. Like they had to use like the resources yep. that were afforded to them. They couldn't hire like a, um, a band or, or like or a, cl- a, or, a, or a club or, or a, a hall club. to go. They had to entertain themselves. Yeah. But one thing I do defend, you know, I, I'm an admit i get a little nostalgia fappy mm-hmm. when i see people call themselves a dj and they come out with a laptop and a and buttons to push i'm like motherfucker mm-hmm. where's your where's your milk crates <laughs> i knew dude i used to help this dj out sometimes yeah. to go to a gig mm-hmm. bro he needed a van because you have 18 crates of records you know all his his um mm-hmm. his speakers mm-hmm. everything they didn't provide speakers and shit for you you mm-hmm. had to bring all that shit yourself you know you had to bring your own table your own turntables mm-hmm. you know your own mixer yeah, they used to spend like a couple of grand on just equipment. See, I'm gonna play devil's advocate right there and everything because that's not that's not just a generational thing. That's a tech thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it was the resources. Like today's DJs and everything. Like I don't know much about like the DJ world nowadays and everything. So I'm not gonna make like a generalized um, uh, like a viewpoint of right. it and everything. Uh, but I understand, like, yeah, there are some DJs that just, like, take the easy way. They press a button and everything. Yeah. However. They mix it beforehand and just hit a playlist. Right. However, there are some DJs that not only do, like, the turntables, but, like, you know, the new updated turntables and everything. Well, they don't need the milk crates. But also, they take time to, like, you know, choose the songs, choose the beats, and, like, pretty much, like, basically craft 
like this playlist and everything. So right. there's a lot more work than a lot of people like I, I get mean, into I get it. That. Yeah, it's just like I said, it's mm-hmm. just a nostalgia part of me because mm-hmm. it was because it was a different sound, and I hate to sound like a fucking hipster, mm-hmm. uh, where they go, it's a different sound when you hear, hear vinyl, mm-hmm. you know, because when a DJ. Uh, this dude I, I knew growing up, DJ Swan, mm-hmm. it was a different session every time he played because he was mixing the records mm-hmm. and he didn't, pr- I mean, he would practice at home, but every time he scratched, it was a different every single time. It wasn't that he created it and then just played it every time he went out. Mm-hmm. It was like every time you could hear different scratches. So it was kind of like, it's kind of like if you went to a concert, mm-hmm. but the band changes up the lyrics or kind of the way they sang the song every mm-hmm. time. So it was different every single time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the same thing. And that's what I kind of liked about it because mm-hmm. it was it was something new every mm-hmm. time, you know, mm-hmm. like an improv, uh, uh, improv, I guess, uh, improv, I yeah. guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So that's what I liked about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. With tech, I mean, dude, I went from having an eight track to having cassettes, I mean, mm-hmm. sorry, LPs, mm-hmm. to having cassettes, to having, uh, or yeah, to having CDs, mm-hmm. then to having MP3s. So I've gone through it all. Yeah. And I like the MP3s because I can carry all the music I love mm-hmm. and I don't have to buy a, a CD for like three tracks on it. Mm-hmm. So don't get me wrong. I love the technology, how it's advanced and mm-hmm. I'm more power to them that they could take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. But can, if I gave you two turntables and a mixer, can you do something with it? Right. That's my thing, mm-hmm. you know? That's when you earned, in my opinion, the title of DJ. Mm-hmm. But again, like I said, I'm old, I guess you could say, and I just, uh, I don't want to say, oh, back in the good old days. It was just a different time. Mm-hmm. You know, when people, I think where the nostalgia fapping stops is when you say, oh, that was a better time. I'm not saying it was better. Yeah. I'm saying it was different. Well, yeah, well, it's like, you're, you know, you're not gatekeeping. No, you know? absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying like, okay, like, you know, this. I prefer this style of DJing as opposed to this style. Yeah. And that's fine. That's cool and all. I, I, I mean, think- Matt Props, I was just in Vegas and uh, mm-hmm. was it uh, uh, James Aoki? Or I forget his name, but the it's he's like a world famous DJ, this Japanese dude, mm-hmm. and he's headlining a hotel in Vegas. Yeah, back in the eighties, you would have never saw a fucking DJ with his turntables and mixer mm-hmm. headlining in Vegas. Yeah. So more, I mean, he gets you know a, a thousand people to fucking jump up and down, and he's performing on the stage. Mm-hmm. That dude like was a dead mouse. Yeah, uh, what's the other one with the fucking Skrillex? Well, yeah. no, I'm talking about like uh, Marshmallow. Marshmallow, yeah. And all these dudes. Uh-huh. They can get a crowd of a thousand people. That shit, that would have never happened back then. Oh, yeah. And see, and that's great because um, DJs are gaining their due. And they yep. deserved it because they're the ones that laid down the beat. They're the ones that laid down like, you know, the sound. that And that created a whole revolution. Exactly. So... And uh, and now that we mentioned the the tech and everything, and this is what cracks me up about like nostalgia fappers, especially like the older generation, is that they'll talk all this shit about millennials, millennials, and everything, but they're talking shit about them on the technology that the millennials and millennials created. Yeah, but they like, talk shit about us too because yeah. the boomers are like, oh, you're your hippity hop music back mm-hmm. back in the day. That's what they would say. Yeah. All that loud, you know, and then heavy metal. All that loud music. Yeah, you can't like, even understand what they're saying. Yeah, and so it's like, okay, like, you know, you say you should we should treat you guys with respect and everything, but you're not respecting us because we created the forum that you guys can, like, make exactly. these, like, thoughts of yep. and everything. And uh, they say, like, oh, you, the, uh, the, y- these young people, they don't know how to do cursive. 
of. They don't know how to like balance a checksbook and everything. It's like, oh, bro, you still need to come to us when you need to open a PDF. Is this what I was or, say? I said, I or an email. I bet you can't. I bet you can't create an Excel word, uh, spreadsheet. Right. Hell, my mom, like for some reason, like she couldn't understand how to use an email, and she would have to use mine yeah. and everything for a while and everything. Nah. So you could, you guys could talk all this shit about like, oh, you know, we can't drive, uh, you know, autumn, you know. Um, what do you call it? Well, Manual like, or like or stick yeah. and everything and or whatnot. Like, oh, can you help me use my cell phone? Right. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Right. Listen, it's like, okay, it doesn't it doesn't make sense for us to use a, an obsolete technology today. Because what else right. are we going to use it for? Yep. You know what I'm saying and everything. Oh, dude, I know but, some people that wish they still had a flip phone. Oh yeah, and um, you know what's funny is that there's this one guy I I knew. And um, he's a he's a he's a millennial. He's a he's a elder millennial. Right. Uh, but he had a boomer mindset. And so um, he posted this lame ass meme. It was one of those like, you know, let's talk shit about the young generation memes. Where it's like a lot of kids today don't know what this is. And right. it's the um, the what do you call it? The stick shift like um, layout. Right. And everything. And a lot of his friends were calling him out. I was like, uh, bro, you're a millennial, so this is your generation you're yeah. talking about. Stupid. And everything. He's, and he, in the most smug way, he says, um, I'm not a millennial. A millennial is a state of mind. And I chimed in. What? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> bro, a millennial, that's not a state of mind. It's an age range. Yeah. You could try to you could try to change the definition all you want, but it's not you cannot change the year you were born. No, no, no. However, you do have a bit of a point that's a mindset because right now you act like a real boomer with your tone deaf meme and let's not to mention your toxic masculinity and racist views. Well, see where he was wrong and with this, I'll take a quick break. Mm -hmm. There's the difference between being a millennial mm -hmm. and being a hipster. Yeah. See, that's, I think, where he's getting confused mm -hmm. because millennial is your age. A hipster can be any age, mm -hmm. you know, and that's where I think he was confusing the two because people think that only hipsters are millennials. Yeah. And that's not true. Mm -mm. Uh, Actually, anyway. the term hipster came from a long time ago, yeah. but we'll get into that in yep. after right. this break. Yeah. Like beatneck. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Thank you guys for continuing to hang out with us. We're talking today all things nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> nice fab sound. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I wanted to say something about people wax nostalgic about, oh, you know, in the 80s, the cartoons and Saturday morning and all this. Mm -hmm. All right. And I'm going to tell you, sometimes we don't realize that until we try to revisit it. I was trying to tell my kids how great the cartoons were when I was growing up and after mm -hmm. school. And I tried, I sat down with them and, it, and mm -hmm. Voltron, you know, the lions were mm -hmm. on, were on Hulu. We sat down. I was like, oh, watch, this is the greatest. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow. It sucks. This show kind of sucked. Yeah. <laughs> it, besides the robot and all the flashy colors and shit, uh -huh. when you sit there and you watch the story mm -hmm. and there was so many times in between, like one, one of the scenes, it took them like 10 minutes to climb up the side of this uh, castle mm -hmm. and they showed all 10 minutes of them climbing. I'm like, oh my God. God, what the fuck? Yeah. And then another one, He-Man. Mm -hmm. He-Man. Oh, that did not age character well at designs all. Are, you know, character They're designs whack as are fuck. cool. And which is funny because conservatives are like, hey, man, that's, men were men. I was like, bro, they were all gay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to get into that just a bit, but because, yeah, go on. Yeah. Because 
think about it. It was a planet of half-naked, muscle-bound men, and they showed like two women. Sounds so, like oh no, no, four. I think sounds like Mr. Garrison's uh, romance novel from South Park. And then, it, and it's like in a different dimension it was Shira with all women and one guy. <laughs> what the fuck? Hello, Smurfs. Yeah, it's like. And by the way, mm-hmm. if he met a Shira with brother and sister, how come she didn't live in the same universe as them? And also, why the, the why do they act her out? And why do they act more like a couple than actual family? <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, in the in the uh, I guess in the mythos of it, they're mm-hmm. supposed to be brother and sister. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned We're that from Alabama, right? <laughs> we don't get any listeners from Alabama, so yeah. <laughs> but uh, but you know what's funny is that. But yeah, you brought up a good point in everything. It's. It's very interesting when we look at stuff that we grew up as kids, yeah. looking at them as adults, as, as through adult eyes and everything. Yeah. Um, because yeah, there there have been some cartoons that um, I loved, like right. I would watch, or like live action shows I would watch. And when I'm looking back, like this is terrible. Like I um, the Spider <laughs> the Spider Man animated series. Yeah. So. I love the Spider- Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Oh, oh no. you mean the 60s one? No, 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 not the 60s oh. one. I'm talking about the 90s one. Radio. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, oh, Radio, yeah. Radio, Agnes, Spider-Man. Yeah, when uh, when um, Peter, Bra- uh, what was it, Greg Brady from the yeah. 90s Brady Bunch movies voiced Peter Parker. Well, they were trying to, well, they were trying to um, what do you call, ride the coattails of the X-Men anime well, yeah. series, because well, that yeah. was such a hit. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. And so, um, but yeah, it was a, you know, the show was great for its time and everything. Like, it was um, right. combining, like, 2D, like, traditional animation with 3D. Right. So, when he did, like, the whole web swinging thing and everything. Well, see, I, I, I've, in my life, in my lifetime, I've seen, like, five different Spider-Man animated series. Yeah. The 66 one was, yikes. Yeah. You look back on it now, it's like, oh, I mean, it, yeah. it was, yeah. For its time, and, yeah. And then in the 80s, we had Spider-Man and his friends. amazing friends. Iceman and Firestar. Yeah. yeah. Which, fun fact, Firestar was actually created mm-hmm. for the TV show. She's the original Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn. Yeah. Because she was created for the TV show, and then they make her canon yeah. in the comic books. So, but yeah, so I, you know, I grew up on the animated series and everything. Right. It introduced me to a lot of Marvel characters. And that was the great thing about you know that's a good at least a one good thing to take away from these 90s shows was right. that it introduced like a lot of like um marvel characters that were not well known that were not mainstream at the time so it introduced me to blade daredevil um who else um on that spider-man show yeah uh, i think doctor strange doctor the, strange the, the and punisher. Wong and uh and punisher yeah, yeah. so yeah however I looked at, I watched it on uh, Disney Plus just recently and everything, and good God, there are so many animation graphs. There's so yeah. many. There's so many sound graphs too. Yeah. Well, um, but uh, but like for example, like it has a weird way of exposition dumping. Yeah. Um, they'll ha- like a you know Daredevil, like um, when they introduce his character, he talks about he talks to himself about his origin story. And everything, which is really fucking weird. Like he suits up, you know, Matt Murdock. He says, yeah. I, have, I have to save Parker and find the evidence to save him from being sent to prison. So I will become Daredevil. Um, when I was a young kid, <laughs> da, 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 da. And like, who talks about their origin story while getting dressed? No, I no, don't. No. And everything. Wait, um, wait, but you don't? No. Oh, shit, man. But, um, but yeah, and, there, and then there'll be like some like, um, some like voice and sound graphs and yeah. like it'll show like it's hard to describe it but like it'll show a character like let's say they're walking 
and then they'll say something, but their mouth does not move to it. That's like kind of like Skeletor, because if you go back yeah. and watch He Man now, Skeletor, his mouth is going up and down. Yeah, I got to He Man. Right. Well, I mean, dude had no lips. So. Right. Right. <laughs> um, oh, now that you mentioned the X Men animated series, that too, there's like you know, it's a great show. Like yeah. it, ta- it, like it has like a lot of mature storytelling and everything, but there's some things that did not age about it, like the repetitiveness. Yeah. Like, um, what was it? Previously on X Men, I know people love to like yeah. you know every episode starts out previous at X Men recaps. But why does every episode have to have that? You know, I hate recaps. But also there <laughs> I can't are stand recaps. And, right, but then there are some characters you realize are just completely fucking useless. Like Jean Grey. Yeah. Every episode. Ah. Faints. Oh yeah. Ah. Well, she's supposed to be so powerful they have right. to get rid of her. She was like. If you ever watch an episode of Maury Povich when they do a paternity test yeah. and they say you're not <laughs> you the father, not the father, the uh, the mom would do the same <sighs> thing, run, hit the ground. Yeah, Jean Grey was the original paternity test. Was, <laughs> dude, um, w- they showed the X Men one time on uh, Spider Man and his amazing. They friends. did, yeah. And for some reason, and they predicted Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine yeah. because in the episode, for some reason, mm-hmm. Wolverine had an Australian accent, even though he was supposed to be from Canada. Mm-hmm. Hey, talk a lot, Nash. Oh, I think you might be thinking of Pride of the X Men, right? No, or, no, 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 not Pride of the X Men. But you're talking about Spider Man is Amazing Friends. Yeah. Oh, okay. He spoke from with it, an Australian accent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't on Pride of the X Men. Pride of the X Men was the, the pilot episode. The pilot. Yeah. That they turned into the TV series, yeah. but and revamped it. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. In Spider Man is Amazing Friends, there was that one, and then there was an episode. The one that sticks to sticks out to me, and I always remember, is called Seven Little Superheroes because mm-hmm. it had Captain America in it, and that was the first. I've seen Captain America animated or anything mm-hmm. besides the comic books since the 1960s show. Mm-hmm. You know? And the 1960s show, they used to literally cut out panels from the comic book and mm-hmm. animate them. Yeah. And it was <laughs> it, they would just like have like the background move yep. to make it look well, like they're the, flying. The, yeah, the character yeah. would move. Zzz, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah and, but anyway, but going back to uh, now, people nostalgia fap a lot about the music from the 80s too, not just the, the, mm-hmm. the movies and mm-hmm. the TV shows, um, but it's all... It's also the and also like shows like real quick, just going back to TV shows like All in the Family. Yeah. Uh, and they go, oh, you can never get away with that today. I was mm. like, yeah, because that was an ignorant time. That's right. a good thing we can't go that back was, to that. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. a fuck. That was the fucking Stone Ages, man. And they don't realize yeah. that it was yeah. Norman. Oh, I think it was Norman Lear. Yeah. Well, whoever it was, it was their take and their political message about because again, Archie Bunky, Archie Bunker, even though he was the central character in the mm-hmm. show, he was he was the consummate ignorant bigot yeah and it was always him learning a lesson mm-hmm. you know and that's what the show the premise of the show was it wasn't about showing oh bigoted archie well a lot of people and you know a lot of people wearing their rose tinted goggles they always ignore that fact or they're oblivious to it it was that archie bunker is not a role model no he's a cautionary tale of like what happens when you're stuck in the past like, like Al bundy yeah Al bundy's it, another one exactly yeah. but these guys like the i i noticed that it's a lot of like these men that love to like think they're tough guys and everything right gravitate towards those type of characters because they get to say what they want without consequence right. however they ignore the fact there's a lot of consequences like how many times did archie bunker get shot on oh exactly and also how many times did uh al bundy suffer the consequences for his actions his yep. at the end of the uh what do you call it end of married of children their life still sucked yep well, and everything here's the thing about al bundy mm-hmm. which it's kind of like you're supposed to believe that him and peggy uh had kelly when they were in high school mm. but they look like they were 40 yeah 
while <laughs> while they had a mm. teenage daughter. Right. It's like, damn, y'all age like shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying. It's another example of aging like shit. Right. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? And I think Ed O'Neill was in his 40s in that show. He was, yeah. 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 And he was supposed to be a teenager when he had his kid. Yeah. I was like, shit, man. <laughs> you, you, shit. It wasn't the shoe store. You just ate like shit. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah. but again, going back to shows like All in the Family, The Jeffersons, uh, the... Um, what was the other Barney Miller mm-hmm. people at Sanford and son people miss the whole message behind it mm-hmm. is all it was all political messages showing that you mm-hmm. can't be that way because you never get out of this the fucking constant circle you're in yeah because Fred Sanford he never really became anything he just still owned the junkyard I mm-hmm. think at the end of the series they tried to spin him off and make it like he owned it no it was actually Grady that got his own show yeah, yeah. but Fred never did anything mm-hmm. he was just a junk man yeah and nobody ever progressed in that show and same thing with uh, Good Times you know good times. you know what uh, Good Times that's kind of a meta type of show if you think about it now because you remember how we were just talking about how people love to wax nostalgic yeah but ignoring like you know the plight poverty and all that horrible shit that was going on good times when you think about the theme song or the title it's definitely like they're in denial of the fact that their lives are shit well it wasn't denial it was honestly it was more of like the acceptance of your situation and still finding the silver lining in that you know because i grew up poor welfare food stamps and you know in a rough neighborhood but we never saw it as like a bad thing it was just what we were with and we were happy about it did we want to progress and come out of the hood and be better yeah mm-hmm. of course but we never saw it as like a, a crutch mm-hmm. we just it was our childhood we made the best of our situation mm-hmm. you know everybody pulled together and have a block party and people would barbecue and and we had a community garden and everybody pulled together because we didn't have a lot but we had each other yeah and i think and- that's what it should like it shows that even though you got it hard you got to be happy where you are because you're never going to progress mm-hmm. unless you're happy with the situation you're in. See, I get where you're coming from with that. On the other hand, though, it could be seen as like a coping mechanism. Right. You know, uh, good times, temporary layoffs, good times. Wait, whoa, wait, wait. Wait, Boss, wait. This isn't the fuck you're looking for, fam. Yeah. Ain't but, we lucky we got them. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Wait, we're lucky that we have like uh, credit ripoffs and everything? We lucky like, we had our father die in a... Right. <laughs> So, like, okay, I get, like, feeling optimistic about, like, what you have and everything and trying to make it to the day. But at the same time, it's like, ugh, that's a little bit of, like, denial that you... that you're living under and everything. Yeah. You because, know what show don't get enough love? I'm sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead. Oh, no, I'm about to say, but like, you know, it, it, that, that's like a, that's right there. That's a double-edged sword right there. Yeah. Like, appreciate what you got to try to move on out of your, um, out of your main, uh, like, you know, your current, like, life and everything. But at the same time, l- like, singing about it and trying to, like, look at it as like, everything's gonna be fine and everything. There has to be a little bit of, like, reality hitting. Like, no, yeah, no, yeah. Ex- yeah, of course. Yeah. No, my, um, but it was also a political message of how the strife of the person of color, oh, uh, yeah. you know, and I'm just like, dude, it's a project. Where, where, my, where my Puerto Ricans at? They, mm-hmm. We ain't got no love in there. We, mm-hmm. we need our own show. We in the projects. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You had a couple. It was like, uh, what was it? Chico and the man. Chico and the Come man. On, that's yeah. all we had. We didn't mm-hmm. get nothing else. And yeah. we were the next door neighbor on fucking uh, Sanford and son. Yeah. We're talking like this. And I got a chicken and a rooster. Mm-hmm. You know, nah. But anyway, we, uh, what I was saying was that the, the message was that, be happy in the situation you're in mm-hmm. because that's the only way you'll ever progress mm-hmm. is that you you can't be mad at what you're at, mm-hmm. but you can make the best of it. Mm-hmm. And that's what the message was behind good times. And I'm cool with that. But 
it showed that they still did want to progress. Mm -hmm. I mean, remember the daughter wanted to do good in school. Michael mm -hmm. was, he wanted he was to go an, to college. Right. And, and, uh, and JJ was an artist. JJ yeah. was an artist and they mm -hmm. did want to progress, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it was a good show. I mean, mm -hmm. it, fun fact, it actually technically is a spinoff of all in the family too. Mm -hmm. Because well, it, well, they're pretty much like I mean, before the MCU and all that, yep. Norman Lear had his own universe. Yeah, yeah because, because the Jefferson spinned off from All, all in the, the family. family. It was All in the Family that spun off into Archie's place, mm -hmm. which was a continuation after Edith died. Mm -hmm. um, then there was the Jeffersons, mm -hmm. and then the Jeffersons also All in the Family spun off Maud. Yep. Then Maud had mm -hmm. a maid who was named Florida, and mm -hmm. Florida. Spun off uh, onto good times. See, I'm gonna honestly, I feel that Norm, some of Norman Lear's stuff yeah. actually did age well because he was a progressive thinking dude. You can watch them today and they still got a deep they, message. Oh, yep. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Oh, and they, they also take on topics that are still like uh, relevant to this day, like mod. For example, like you know, um, they ta they tackled abortion, menopause. and everything, menopause, yeah, um, good times. They still talk about like how the system it was designed to uh, disenfranchise black yep. people, bigotry against homosexuality. On mod, they mm -hmm. also went against that. They 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 had that, mm -hmm. and you know who played the kind of uh, homophobe on that show, mm. Mr. Drummond. Oh, I can see that from different strokes. See that show did not age well at no. all. We're gonna so like we talk. We, <laughs> no, it did yeah. not. Let, uh, uh, let's face it, folks. Rich, like some of your favorite '80s shows or '70s shows, they suck, dude. It was yeah. about a rich dude with white guilt that yeah. took in his oh, yeah. maid's two black children. Why didn't you take him in when their mom was alive? Because she was you, his maid, right? She could have been a living maid. Yeah. Like you know, it's a big like enough the penthouse. Old white lady he had, right? Remember oh, he had the housekeeper. You mean um, the the what do you call it? Charlotte Way. Charlotte Ray. It was Charlotte once. Ray. It was it was, first. It was his other little old lady. Yeah. No, no. First it was Charlotte Ray. Mm -hmm. Then Charlotte Ray actually spun off mm -hmm. on. That's people don't know that one either. Mm -hmm. See all these nostalgia cappers. Yeah. They don't realize that a lot of these stories spun off because Facts of Life is mm -hmm. actually a spinoff mm -hmm. of. Oh, uh, good. I mean, not good times. I'm fucking mm -hmm. uh, different strokes mm -hmm. because Mrs. Garrett was their maid. Yeah. Charlotte Ray. Mm -hmm. She left to go run the school. Yeah. And that's what became Facts of Life because there's actually an episode. They call it Backdoor Pilot mm -hmm. where the girls yeah, from Facts yeah, yeah. of Life mm -hmm. were on different strokes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they did that for like a Living Dolls as well. They did. Yeah. Uh, for, for Who's the Boss? Bro, yeah. you talk about having mm -hmm. a good career when you're young. The brother on uh, mm -hmm. Willis. Mm -hmm. His girlfriend was Janet Jackson. Mm -hmm. Oh, she, yeah. She was the, uh, what was it? Uh, she was uh, Penny. No, no. Penny yeah. was on Good Times. Good times. She, she played Penny on Good Times, who was a, uh, a victim of child abuse yeah. that Walona then adopted. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, and which, by the way, I th no, 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 never mind. It's a different actress. Um, so then she was also on Different Strokes, and she played a girl that went to school at Willis. Mm -hmm. uh, but she went on to become the megastar of Janet Jackson, Miss mm -hmm. Jackson, if you're nasty. Mm -hmm. And he <laughs> became Todd something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he became nothing. Yeah. He, his poor, poor guy. Uh, I, I mean, mean, like, he was... He in got a, hooked on drugs and yeah. all that shit. But, a lot, like, yeah, honestly, like, a lot of, like, um, the lives of, 80s like, the 80s childhood cast, actors? Characters, yeah. Dude, but, dude, 80s we could, childhood, do, we could do a whole topic oh about that God. shit. Yeah, The hot mess of the 80s? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll actually, you know what, I'm going to go into the 90s a bit since go we're going to talk about um, shows that did not age well. I'm going to just straight up say yeah, it. We'll end Bo up on the 90s and yeah. we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, Boy Meets World. Oh, boy. That show's fucking terrible. And a lot of people my age love to wax poetic about it. Boy Meets World? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a terrible show. Like, yeah. it was so 
Uh, it was so, so. Oh my god! How well, do see, I he's he's the he's the epitome of the definition of what I say friend zone that doesn't exist. Yeah. Because he solely stayed to Panga's friend with the ulterior motive of eventually having a romantic relationship. Well, well, said that's the thing. Like a lot of people love to see Corey Matthews, you know, Ben uh, Ben Savage's the character underdog. as the underdog, yeah. as like you know the every kid and everything. Yeah. He was a piece of shit. Well, he I mean, was, what was he? What what did he have to be upset about? He yeah. was a middle class family with in Pennsylvania well, with with decent well to do parents. Yeah, you know, a great mentor in Professor Feeney. Or and Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney, yeah. Yeah, he was a great mentor. He had a fucking ride-or-die best friend. Oh, yeah, Sean Hunter. Yeah. yeah. Who, who he went through shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> he see, went through and, some shit. Yeah, and see, and that's the thing. Like, he is not, like, uh, he's really not a relatable character, honestly. No. And no, he's, like, he's what, like, white America sees as the every kid. You yep. know what I'm saying? And so, honestly... All, all wholesome? Yeah, yeah. wholesome, if you think about it? No, no. He was very problematic. He was very self-absorbed. He was selfish. Yeah. He was an extremely toxic person. And don't, be getting, don't get me started on his brother, Eric. Eric went from, like, the cool older brother... To being to an a, idiot, to a, a full blown fucking dumbass. Yeah, and yeah. He, because every there was a formula in the '90s that you had to have a stupid sibling. Yeah, uh, and who I think is the nucleus of that mm-hmm. was Blossom. Oh yeah, because six? Joey Lawrence, Joey no no Joey Lawrence and Six. Well, they always yeah. they always treated Six like she was a dipshit because Joey Lawrence yeah. went from went from playing a wholesome nice sweet kid. Yeah. in uh, what was the show? What um, God damn it. With with uh oh, uh, give me a break. Give me a break. Yeah, and and Nell Carter adopted him. Yeah, to then uh he was he was actually the Oliver of, of he was break. yeah because he came Cousin in like Oliver. later yeah. yeah they needed cuteness because the the young girl grew up yeah anyway so he became then the idiot brother first he was the cool brother in the first couple of episodes yeah you know, and then they had the 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 recovering drug addict brother mm-hmm. which was unusual for the time mm-hmm. uh, and then. So then all of a sudden he's like, whoa, he yeah. becomes a fucking moron. Oh, yeah. And he becomes like the, the white Urkel because yeah. like, whoa, became a huge catchphrase and everything. He was the heartthrob. So he'd be yep. he'd be at like, you know, MTV spring break and all that shit. But he yeah, was, he was the uh, I think he was the prototype for Joey from Friends. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, but at least Joey had some depth to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but and he, uh, and he tried. Yeah, but also, um, but yeah, going back to Boy Meets Row and everything, I think that show is like an, a prime example of nostalgia family yep. because yeah, there were some good parts about the show. They dealt with like some uh, serious topics and everything, yeah. but at the same time, a lot of that shit did not age well no. at all. Like for example, like you know how like people say like their favorite character, maybe like Barney from uh, How I Met Your Mother, or yeah. this character and everything. I look at those people like, no, you would hate them. Like a lot of people would say like, oh, I would love to be friends with Eric from Boy Meets World. No, you would try to avoid that guy because when you look at Eric, when he became an a-, a dumbass, he became an asshole. Like he became so yeah. obnoxious. Like there was one part where he snatched food out of a dude's hand and he just started going like ham on it. That's... Oh, he also sexually assaulted a character in one episode. Wow. So here's what happens. Yeah, but Corey had a bully, so he was okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Those... Wasn't it, wasn't it the, the fat kid from the... Uh, from uh... <laughs> And he ain't fat no more, but... Right, but no, it was like Ethan, Ethan, Ethan Supley. Yeah, the dude from My Name is Earl. Yeah, yeah, he was supposed to be like the soft, like the, uh, the good-hearted, soft-spoken guy. Yeah, but at but, first he was the bully. Yeah, but those were the most suburban whitewashed bullies not whitewashed but white bread bullies ever wasn't his father played by vader 
Big Bang. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the first bully was a, hey, we have Fonzie at home type of guy. <laughs> and it was like, he's this guy's supposed to be a threat? Like, are you kidding me? Uh, if he was in prison, he would end up like Sally Can't Dance from uh, Con Air. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then... He leaves, and then comes a new bully. It was uh, Ben from uh, Parks and Rec, Adam right. Scott. Adam Scott, like, you know, don't Wait, get me shut up. Yeah. That was his bully? Yeah. <laughs> He's the most unthreatening-looking dude ever. He looks like he couldn't kick his own ass. I'm saying. You're going you're gonna to tell me that this guy's a threat, that this guy could, like, kill you. By the way, I did see a good movie with him, though. Mm. Little Evil. That shit was funny. What was it called? It's called Little Evil. Little Evil? Yeah. It's oh, kind of okay. like a parody of uh, The Omen. Oh, okay. But yeah, oh yeah, I heard about that, yeah. yeah. But I'm looking at this guy, I'm like, he's supposed to be our bully. You got to be a massive fucking um, wuss to be like, if this guy's your bully. Yeah. like, Because honestly, Corey looks like he could kick um, uh, Adam Scott's ass. Mm, and That's not saying a lot, though. <laughs> but I'm saying... <laughs> He's he, that's yeah. supposed to be the bully, yeah. So there's there's some parts that um, that did not age well, but yeah. Going back to Eric being a, well, you know, it was a show of first world problems. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it totally was. Except for Sean. I, oh no, you know, seriously, I wish that Sean was the main character because all the it shit would have been that, a better show. It, yeah, because all the shit he went through. Now that's boy meets world. Yep. He was dealing with the real world, like you know, his father was an alcoholic, that abandoned him and his mother. Yeah. He didn't get to meet his birth brother until like they were in college. Yep. Um. You know, he went. Well, he, he felt like nobody loved him. Like he didn't right. fit in anywhere. Right. Honestly, I would love to see his, his character arc. Was like honestly, it was the Sean show to me. Yeah. It, I, and I hate the fact that they wrote off that teacher, the sympathetic. Teacher oh, Mr. That, Turner. Yeah, they took. Oh, him yeah. In. Oh, yeah. They yeah, yeah. just wrote him off. Honestly, I felt like Sean needed Mr. Turner. Yeah. He also honestly, Sean needed Mr. Feeney more than Corey. Mr. Needed. Yep. Mr. Feeney and everything yeah. because honestly, the big difference between Sean and Corey, other than their whole like backgrounds and everything, yeah. Sean listened. He listened to Mr. Feeney. Yeah. And when he would slip up, he would own up to it. Corey didn't. Nope. But going back to Eric being like, you know, a rapist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, he was. I, I because, mean, okay, so there was a Halloween episode. It was right. supposed to be a spoof of like Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer and everything. Right. And um, Jennifer Love Hewitt guest starred in there as Jennifer Love Pfefferman and everything. Wow. So, what a stretch. Yeah, I'm right. And so... Eric meets her in the hallway. Oh, I'm Jennifer Love Pfefferman. And he's like, okay. And just straight up makes out with her. What? Like pins her up against even a, a What? Yeah. Not even a whole icebreaker. Not even wow. develop it. Just straight up max on her and everything. <laughs> and this is the boy. And this is the people that say, oh, I wish he was my brother and all that. See, that, that show is an example of nostalgia blinders. What because it's just like a lot of problematic characters and they get away with murder. And they also had a spinoff show called Girl Meets World, where it was about- With the daughter? With the daughter, yeah. Topanga and Corey's daughter. Honestly, I feel like most of the nostalgia is just people that are just in love with Topanga, which I understand. I was, I'm in, I, you know, I lo- Topanga I mean, was one of my crushes she was. Everything. She's like, she's your Alyssa Milano. She was. Because yeah. Alyssa Milano is the same age as I am. And yeah. I used to watch Who's the Boss for her. Yeah. And yeah. um and uh Topanga, like Danielle Fischel is the same age as my as myself and everything. Right. So yeah, that's a good point. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. She also in Leah Remini. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, go ahead. But yeah, but no, like um and that show, Girl Meets Row and everything, same type of problems as well that the original show had and everything. Like this weird like tone deafness and uh, lack of self awareness, you know. Um but yeah, and like that's a that's another problem with nostalgia fapping is that we get all these remakes 
all these reboots and continuations, but they missed the point of what made the original great. And they also wax over there some of the um, the stuff that the original shows were completely oblivious to. No, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it goes on and on like that because, yeah, there's, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be sad to say I didn't watch too much TV in the 90s. Uh, I was adulting then. I hate to use that term, but I pretty much was. Yeah. And that's when I had started getting married, having mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. Because um, I was I was a kid my, when you were yeah. becoming like, my you know, wrestling career. Adult. It was yeah. in my 20s, yeah. yeah. And my wrestling career had started, so mm-hmm. it was too busy. I didn't really, and then once I had my oldest daughter, it was all just like cartoons and animated shit. Yeah. And all that. The only time I got TV to myself was to watch uh, uh, Raw. Yeah, and, and Nitro on Monday mm-hmm. nights, which I felt that the birth of your of of your firstborn caused the Nitro the ratings. Because didn't you say that it happened during an episode of Nitro? Yeah, that, well, uh, no, your, it was raw. Raw had just gone off the air. Yeah, and she went into labor. Right. <laughs> that was yeah. So, you broke the eighty three three weeks. <laughs> but but going yeah. back real quick, you mm-hmm. know what's another thing about the nineties that people nostalgic like wax nostalgic on is mm-hmm. the music, the grunge. Yeah, and a lot of people don't like the grunge era is starting to slowly come back where people are trying to dress like that mm-hmm. and i see these people i'm like god they're trying so hard because it was my thing mm-hmm. i i was in high school i started wearing the cut off jean shorts combat mm-hmm. boots leather jacket long hair mm-hmm. uh a flannel tied around my waist mm-hmm. with a with a no sleeve shirt on mm-hmm. and uh so that was my look you know and but the thing is that also people look at it through nostalgia blinders or mm-hmm. fapping too because uh nirvana Kurt Cobain was an amazing songwriter, but some of his shitty shit, guitarist. shitty guitarist, yeah. you know, the real genius in that band was Dave Grohl, but oh, he totally. sat in the background. He was the Paul McCartney to uh, Cobain's yeah. Uh, John Lennon. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, they were, I guess, edgy for the time. And because Gen X needed something like that, because that's why punk was so big in the 80s. We needed that thing. They were your Beatles. Exactly. To yeah. help us express our rage mm-hmm. and that's what nirvana was mm-hmm. but if you think about like one of the songs he says rape me yeah rape me i'm like right. he's talking about rape what right. the fuck were we thinking mm-hmm. you know and and that's the thing it was it was the time like um my girlfriend hates this band uh pearl jam <laughs> <laughs> pearl jam and pearl jam is a reference to 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 sperm i don't know if you know that I did not actually. Yeah, because you know, sperm kind of looks like pearls. And, oh, the pearl necklace, pearl yeah, jam. Yeah, so yikes. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually talking about spunk. Wow. <laughs> so, and their first album talks about fucking school shootings. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, all Jeremy. Kinds of, yeah, yeah, Jeremy. Yeah. All kinds of crazy shit. And it was a struggle. And I think what happened was with Gen X at that time, we were becoming, we were young adults mm-hmm. and we were still struggling with our mental health issues and our uh, abandonment and and uh, maybe borderline sometimes child abuse from the 80s mm-hmm. uh, by our parents. And that those songs were the rage that we had because if you listen to most of, um, most of uh, Pearl Jam songs, mm-hmm. they're all about abuse mm-hmm. and about mental illness and about mm-hmm. school shootings from yeah. a kid that felt like he, he was the outsider, the outcast. Mm-hmm. And so that's, and, and it was a, a sign of the time, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to say, oh, that was better because mm-hmm. looking at back now, it's like, damn, we were that fucked up. 
Yeah. <laughs> we were that fucked up. Yeah. It, well, the same thing uh, happened like on the hip hop side and everything because like during the 90s was the East Coast, West Coast war. Yeah. And everything. And a lot of people don't realize this, but that was whole, that was a whole fucking PR thing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people love to like, you know, wax poetic about that saying like, oh man, that you can you imagine like all like the good tunes that came out of that time? You know, remember what happened at the Source Awards when, you know, they were calling you mean each when other out. A shootout? Right. <laughs> I was like, dude, that they was not the, shootout at the, the East Awards. Coast West Coast hip hop war was not a good time for hip hop because it just like um, fed into the stereotypes of black people seen as violent yep. and conspiracy seen- theorists a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think the whole thing was made up the East Coast West Coast battle, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, just like the MAGA movement now, some people took it too far. Oh, they did. You Absolutely. Know? And that's why, because I don't think it was anybody from the rival production company that shot Biggie, shot Tupac, oh. shot, shot Jam Master Jay. Yeah. I think it was these fans or fanatics of them that say, yeah, yeah, fuck them, and, and took mm. it into their own hands. Honestly, I've always felt that it was, um, and we could do a topic about this as well. Oh, but yeah, like, absolutely. Uh, but real quick, um, I th- believe it was like um, orchestrated by Suge Knight and Diddy, because those two are the most ruthless businessmen ever. Well, and, I, and I use businessman loosely for yeah. Suge Knight because he was a thug. Oh, yeah. Straight well, up. Who, yeah. who, who, made, who made the most money and became the biggest thing after Biggie died? Diddy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with that shitty ass. Oh, God, he sucks as a yeah. rapper. And also, like, who made, who made a lot of money off Tupac's memory? Yep. Suge Knight. Yep. Yep. And so a lot of people, they love to like uh, reminisce about the East Coast, West Coast war, but they also miss, some of them miss the point of like the lyrics of like um, the artists who, um, who rapped those, uh, about oh, those times and everything yeah. about like, you know, Biggie, about like Tupac and everything. They were singing about some real shit, yeah, especially see, Tupac. T- especially yeah. Tupac. See, yeah. Tupac was more conscious, but he made it into like gangster shit. Yeah. And then um, Biggie, Shook, yeah. Biggie, was all about the struggle uh-huh. and how to come up that he even says, yeah, I use the mm-hmm. drug game to get me yeah. into the hip hop. Mm-hmm. So that way I could excel and come out of the hood mm-hmm. from where I was. That's what his story was. And so now like they always look at like, uh, at that and you know, the movie Scarface from like, oh, like from like, uh, <laughs> you mean every uh, time MTV has a, uh, right. Cribs, right? A rapper has a they, poster. They of always, they, they always look at that the hyper idealized look at that life. It was, and it's like, dude, it's like, it's motherfucker, not, he dies at the end, right? And his <laughs> motherfucker, it's not an overnight thing. Like Biggie, Tupac, and a lot of those artists and everything had to work their way up, and it took right. years and everything. But also, like a lot of people love to like uh, say, like when it, when it comes to Tupac, that California Love was like their favorite song. California Love. I've I've always hated that song because honestly, like it made. Tupac into like a gangster cartoon and it also is straight away from like what made him a great MC in the first place my opinion mm-hmm. his, his best song mm-hmm. M- Dear Mama mine is uh, I wonder if Heaven Got a Ghetto yeah that yeah. one was good too but you know mm-hmm. which one I'm talking about right? oh yeah, yeah. Dear Mama yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah but no it's, it's like that with music with grunge with hip hop and everything it's like um, you know a lot of folks like you know um, gloss over like the seriousness of like the music, the no, lyrics, absolutely. and all that. Yeah, um, but uh, it's also I was just, I was also going to mention this real quick as well and everything is that there's a lot of gatekeeping with the nostalgia fappers. Oh, absolutely. Because remember when uh, Stranger Things season four, um, that uh, episode where Eddie is playing um, that one song from Metallica. I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, Enter Sandman. Not Enter Sandman. Oh, Master of Puppets. Yes. Yeah, Master of Puppets. Yeah, and so you no. know. Stranger Things is very popular with millennials, zillennials, all all sorts of all sorts of like um age groups. Yep. But 
especially with like the young crowd well, and everything before they came a, a dad band yeah <laughs> right and because like you know and so like you have all these kids like learning about like you know these like you know old school bands also through tiktok as well like yeah. a lot of old music is becoming discovered by the you know by the younger generation no, exactly. i think that's awesome yep. but then you have these old heads that are so offended like you never knew about them i remember when i was at their concerts blah 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 and everything i was like dude who gives a shit how who they cares, who cares bro. about how they discovered them? The, the important thing is they is did. They did. Yeah. And instead of being so pissed off and gatekeeping about it, yep. how about you share some stuff with them? How about you say, like, hey, I remember when I saw them in concert. How about you become a storyteller yeah, about I, them? Because obviously they want to learn more about these bands. I'm gonna give you a prime example of that. Mm -hmm. My kid um one day was like uh playing, we were in the car and uh Africa. Mm -hmm. Came on by Toto. Mm -hmm. They go, ooh, I love this song. And they turned it up. I'm like, what? How do you know this song? Mm -hmm. I was like, what? And, mm -hmm. and they, we just started talking, vibing to it. You know? Yeah. God, did my my that's, yeah. that's how the lyrics go. Yeah, <laughs> down in Africa. Yeah, da, 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 da. yeah. Uh, my niece, uh, she's into old school anime, um, Sailor Moon, Yu Yu Hakusho, and everything. And Yu Hakusho, what? Yu Yu Hakusho. Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah, yeah. They're old man hearing. <laughs> <laughs> well, my uh, kid right now is into old school anime. Into the was it mm. Mizuki? Was it that dude name? Oh, um, like Spirited Away and oh, uh, Hayato Mizaki. Yeah, bless yeah. you. But yeah, <laughs> but no. They, so yeah, so I remember like um, visiting my uh, sister and my niece and everything a couple years ago and right. my niece and I um, we would just talk anime and I would tell her like some cool facts about like old school anime so right. I didn't want to gatekeep I didn't want to say oh you don't know shit about fuck or anything about that you know because that's my niece you know yeah. it's like she wants to learn about like the old school so right. as a proponent of the old school I'm going to, like, you know, teach her and everything. You sat so, in your chair and went, come, young one. Pretty much. Like, Let Grandpa, like, Abe Simpson, like, when they's, they're in front of, like, the lemon tree. Like, hey, that old guy is talking. And <laughs> well, it was like Dusty Rose saying, come here, sit under the learning tree. Yeah. The learning tree. Mm -hmm. No, it was also another thing with my kid was we, uh, we were talking about, um, oh, you were in the car. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's like, play September. I was like, what? How you what? Mm -hmm. And it was you remember, and I like to say it was my influence, but they came about it because this age group is appreciating mm -hmm. different things from different times. Well, it's a, you know? yeah, it was also it's the uh, the memes. Yeah. The memes are like a great way to like educate folks on like the past and everything because yeah. well they they uh, <laughs> they point out how outdated stuff is and like how uh, how weird it was. Right now that you pull back the nostalgia veil and everything yeah so there's that uh but also it's just like you know speaking real yeah. quick of earth wind and fire yeah my grandson was born on the 21st of September. yeah i pointed that out to you yeah so we were we were talking yesterday with my daughter and they're like oh she wants to start planning his first birthday already yeah i said why not do an avatar well uh, there you go well she's like why i'm like because he earth wind and fire mm -hmm. <laughs> she's like you're stupid <laughs> like, what? avatar has earth wind and fire right <laughs> no but i mean it's the thing is like the not the 90s i'm gonna tell you was a good time for music like people wax nostalgic about the uh wax poetic about the 80s music mm -hmm. uh and yeah it was the birth of hip-hop you had mm -hmm. you know like the sugar hill gang mm -hmm. and you had run dmc mm -hmm. uh cool mo d mm -hmm. ll cool j it was great. Yeah. Uh, was it uh, Fab Five Freddy and the Furious Five? Mm -hmm. uh, you had all of that shit. Houdini. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know if you remember. I mean, uh, of course I remember Houdini. Uh, Friends, but uh, Slick but Rick. Furious Five is the uh, Grandmaster right, Flash. Right, right, Furious Grand, Five. Grand, yeah. right, right. Yeah, and then uh, there was uh, the Fat Boys. Mm-hmm. Fat Boys. Fat Boys got so big they had their own movie. Yeah. Oh, Disorderlies. Two movies, I think. But anyway, yeah. They, yeah, Disorderlies. Mm-hmm. Then and the and the music was good too at the time. Mm-hmm. They had that synth pop, and then you had uh, guys like the Flock of Seagulls and shit mm-hmm. like that. But they don't. They all forget the nineties too. I mean, think about it. Uh, the eighties had synth mm-hmm. rock, hair hair metal, you know, like Poison, mm-hmm. Bon Jovi, all those guys, Cinderella, mm-hmm. and then you move slowly into the ninety, and the Metallica became a big thing. Mm-hmm. And it, the fun thing about Metallica was they were known for being a band that never had a music video or were played on the radio. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden they sold out quote-unquote, by their fans. Oh, mm. you sold out! Yeah. And you know what James Hetfield said to that? Yeah. Yeah, we sold out Madison Square Garden, Boston <laughs> Garden. So it's like, we got to make money, yo. We mm. can't live off of, you know, what fucking t-shirt sales. Mm. So then they, in the 90s, Kurt Cobain... I mean, he they, they call him kind of like the godfather of the movement because he kind of was. I mean, he was the no, face of it. Nirvana you know? was the first band to really make it big in that yeah. grunge, Seattle grunge thing. Mm-hmm. Then after them came uh, Pearl Jam, Alice Stone Temple Pilots, Alice in Chains, mm-hmm. where it became more depressing, I guess you can say. But yeah. again, it's going back to the Gen X dealing with the mental illness and shit mm-hmm. and not being able having a coping mechanism and theirs was through songwriting yeah and then hip-hop started to evolve too mm-hmm. there was a time where hip-hop became very bubblegum yeah i.e uh fresh prince well yeah well there was fresh prince there was usher like it was like the very white friendly and, like yeah. type of like uh, acts and everything and that kid uh the one with the college uh god what the hell was his name come on you gotta help me out here college uh yeah he was uh oh god what the fuck was his name come on he he was like a like a fresh prince also. That mm. he was like a college student and a graduate or damn, I can't remember. Anyway. Mm. Oh, I'll remember oh whoop there. No, no, not whoop, there it is. I forgot. But anyway. Yeah. But it was it was acts like that and it was yeah. becoming more a little bit bubblegum. Mm-hmm. Uh it lost kind of some of its edge because right. yeah, like you said, suburban mm-hmm. kids were now mm-hmm. starting to get into hip hop. Right. Well, see, yeah. and the thing is, is like I don't feel like the genre lost its edge just because, like you said, like you know, there's several genres, like subgenres of hip hop or any musical genre. No, I, I just yeah. mean in the '90s, some of it lost its right. edge. Right. Well, I mean, like, yeah, like from a mainstream standpoint, I would say yes because the bubblegum stuff was getting the most attention, but right. the un, the uh, socially conscious stuff was more underground. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was still out there, but yeah. it wasn't yeah. getting play like on on uh mm. but anyway, Run DMC did a, a fucking duet with uh Aerosmith. Yeah. So that tell Walk you this way. it became safe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, so um but yeah down the you know, as music evolved and everything, like music that's another like a uh, nostalgia what was Yeah, that? I remember mm. Young MC. Oh Young MC. Yeah. He was he was supposed to move. Yeah. You got he it. was safe, yeah yeah you know? uh, so it was uh what was his name a uh, skilo i wish i was a bit taller wish, wish I, I was, was a baller. baller wish i was like had a girl yeah, she looked good yeah, i would call baller. her yeah yeah I was, yeah I remember that. but yeah so um but yeah i noticed like a lot of folks like with music and everything that's like one of the biggest like you know um 
old old uh, old generation view versus new generation view and everything because i used to be like really strict when it came to hip-hop and everything so like i would like reject of like a lot of new school stuff and everything but right. as i gotten older i decided to be i decided to be like a little more open-minded and see what they're all about and everything see so there are going to be some acts that you know i do not like straight up like i'm not i'm not a fan of like the mumble rap and everything right but that's oh, no, what sells the, see yeah. my, my thing is all these uh little Mm -hmm. The little mm -hmm. they come out now, little Xanax and little yeah. this one and little that one. Uh -huh. It's like, eh. yeah, it's I, like I, SoundCloud. Yeah. SoundCloud gave them all a voice, yeah, and it, sh it really shouldn't have. Yeah, you know, but, some of them. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Some of them came out of it. Like, um, who came out of SoundCloud? Um, a little uh, Pip. Um, um, well, Post Malone. Post Malone. Yeah. Uh, Ka uh, Khalid. Uh, Not DJ Khaled. Khalid, who goes the one who goes something something my location. Oh yeah yeah yeah. He came but, out yeah. of. But yeah, yeah. So yeah. So, uh, but honestly, I'm not gonna dump on like the entire new generation because that's just like narrow-minded. Uh, but you know, like there's some artists that I don't dig, but there's some really good artists that like right. that that actually they're really good. Like hell, like they bright, they bring in that old school flavor. Like exactly. Um, J Cole, uh, Post Malone, Post Malone. I dig. You know, dude. Okay. At first, I didn't really care for Post Malone because. Mm -hmm. The first song I saw by him was that one that he's out in the desert, something mm -hmm. like Happy Birthday or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't even remember the name of it. Mm -hmm. I was like, this dude looks like he smells like pee. Yeah. He looked homeless. <laughs> I was like, I wanted to give him well, a change. It, it was it was the look that turned you off first. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. As yeah. soon as I looked at him, I was yeah. like, mm -hmm. you look homeless, bro. Yeah. Do something with yourself. Yeah. But then I've seen videos of him being like some of the, one of the sweetest people and mm -hmm. like he's super friendly and interactive with oh, his yeah. friends. And he's got soul, man. Let yep. me tell you, he did a, he did a cover of Return of the Mac that was just beautiful. So, you know, you know, you know who's actually a recent like artist that my, mm -hmm. my daughter adores and mm -hmm. I, 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 I got into a little of his music. It's like, okay, I yeah. like his vibe mm. young blood yeah, yeah yeah that english kid yeah yeah his music actually pretty yeah. good it ain't bad and uh as now a, as, no, no uh machine gun kelly go go fuck himself yeah oh he, he got destroyed by eminem so hard he went to another genre <laughs> he moved genre yeah that's like moving cities bro and they're like Wait. everybody's like oh he got megan fox okay so and, and? so and did brian so austin green, green. <laughs> <laughs> so did the, the kid from 90210 right What's your point? <laughs> but anyway but yeah so like i um I don't like to like uh, shit on an entire generation because right. there's some stuff that are great. There's some stuff that I don't like, but it's like, I hate to be one of those, oh man, music isn't the way it's, it is nowadays. And it's the same thing that I look at movies and right. at TV shows, at cartoons and everything. Everything, dude. I hate to, I don't want to be one of those. And this ain't, this ain't like how it was back when I was a kid. Well, and see, everything. people forget the word evolve. Exactly. Progress. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and a lot of people, especially like these, these right wingers and all this shit. And I hate to put politics into it, but it's true. Oh yeah. They're like, oh, everything's becoming PC. Or, or hear me out. Yeah, we are becoming more accepting of others and don't want to offend them. Yeah, and want them to be feel included. I want more people to watch my shit. Mm -hmm. I want more people to listen to my music. Yeah. So therefore, I'm going to go ahead and give everyone something mm -hmm. and not objectify or go against something else because I want to include those people in my shit too. Why? Because yeah. I need to make money. Or like the people that say like, oh man, kids nowadays are so soft. Or maybe. Maybe they actually have, you know, they have the strength to become more vulnerable and talk about their issues, right. but also they don't want to fucking like, you know, give themselves a concussion just by playing at the playground and everything. Hey, well, exactly. It was yeah. just like the, I've seen a lot of memes where they put side by side, like one was Harry Styles in a dress. Yeah. And then another one was some dude from like the 1940s or whatever. Oh, what men uh, used to be, what oh, men Jesus are now. Christ, and I'm yeah. like, 
Right. I said, so you want to go back to the day when fathers used to beat the gay out of their sons? Yeah. I was like, is that what it is? And I said, because yeah. so many guys were undercover. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got guys like Rock, uh, not Rock Hudson, um, Anthony Perkins, yeah. people like that. Well, Rock who, Hudson, I think, as well. Rock Hudson, yeah. yeah, they, yeah. they were gay, yeah. but, oh, they were manly men. Yeah. Because they had to show that and project that. Mm-hmm. Men nowadays are just in touch with who they really are. Yeah. You know, And it's not that they're soft. Mm-hmm. Dude. I see. I watched this video. This guy was gay, and some dude tried to confront him. He knocked him the fuck out. Oh yeah. I was like, just because I'm gay, don't mean I'm soft. I will fuck you up. See, that, I will fuck you up in a dress. How embarrassing would you be? How see, embarrassed would you be then? See, toxic masculinity is a form of nostalgia fapping. Oh, absolutely. And you know, and you know, and you know how we just said like nostalgia fapping glosses over some uh, some stuff and everything. Oh yeah. Like they say, like you know, back in the day, where men were men. Uh, you had Ziggy Stardust. You had fucking the glam oh. glam rock. Uh, Freddie Mercury, Freddie Mercury, good God, a fucking boy George, Come on, dude. poison. Look at all poison. You, you yourself <laughs> well, I, mistake them for women. <laughs> the first time, quick. This, the story was my brother showed me the album. He goes, "Oh, this is what?" Because I heard it playing. I was like, "Oh, who's this? Cool? Who's this?" I was like. And he shows me the album cover, and I'm like, oh, those girls are hot. He was like, yeah. they're guys. I'm like, oh, well, there you go. Right. Straight up. <laughs> Brett the, Michaels right. straight up look like a girl. I'm saying. <laughs> and uh, what's his face? Pete Burns from Dead or Alive? Oh, my I God. I thought that was Demi yeah. Moore. I was like, hey. hey what, what about the it? dude from uh, Judas Priest? He, he was a leather gear. queen. <laughs> he, had, he had all that S and M gear. Yeah. On. Like, so yeah. On, so dude. don't give me that whole shit about like when men were men. And every band you listen to in the eighties, the guy had long feathered hair. Yeah, dude. I was just rem- <laughs> I was just reminded of a. Uh, to Wong Fu and yeah. everything when the when that uh, racist uh, homophobic sheriff was like to the to the farmer and they're right. like remember back you know back when this country was founded how our forefathers they would be they'd look at this place in disgrace and the farmer was like well I tell you one thing about the founding fathers they sure look good in them wig and heels they wore pantyhose and high heels <laughs> they were what they what we would call capri pants capri pants and you're gonna talk about when wigs. men were men. <laughs> And powdered wigs. Come on, dude. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that's nostalgia fapping right there. Yeah. And, and and that's also toxic nostalgia there. Because yeah. let me tell you something. The pe- the people that um, these boomers and all that, they call soft are stronger than they will ever be. Because at well, least they have the strength to be vulnerable. Exactly. To okay. get the conversation going. I agree. Because if yeah. a dude like Harry Styles can wear a dress out in public and be like, I give no fucks. Yeah. He's stronger than you are. Because you're in your t- back in your day, yeah. guys used to hide their sexuality. Mm-hmm. He's out here going, what? Say something. Say a thing with uh, Timothy Chalamet. Like, yeah. these are sort of strong individuals and everything. The The ones who are soft are the ones who are, you know, talking shit about them. Yep. Because you're the same people that lose their shit when somebody say, I prefer these, uh, they or them pronouns. Oh, yeah. I hate when people go, oh, he goes, I don't believe in pronouns. So you don't speak English? <laughs> I was like, motherfucker, there's pronouns every day you use. You know, when you go, there she is. Guess yeah. what? That's a fucking pronoun. Mm. <laughs> It's just so fucking stupid, dude. Yeah. And like, I just think if people just need to, it's, it's like I posted, I made the other day. I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw it. I was like, you know how you'll be happier? Mind your own fucking business. It's true. I was like, you talk about when, oh, you're, it's funny because people go, it was somebody I saw post. They go, oh, your triggers are not my problem. Mm-hmm. I said, so you posting this shows that you're triggered. Yeah. I was like, because their triggers are triggering you. Unlike these snowflakes, uh, uh, I don't care. But you're showing that you are But you caring. sure care because you just yeah. said something about it. I was like, you know how you can show that their triggers ain't your problem? By shutting up. Shut the fuck up and mind your business. Yeah. I was like, that's it. What's the first cl- What's the first rule of Apathy Club? Yeah. It's shut the fuck up. Yeah. Don't say anything. I was, <laughs> mind, I was, I was yeah. Say, yeah. mind your business. Yeah. I was like, it, it, I always tell people that. Like, I told my ex-wife because she was 
quote unquote Christian. Mm -hmm. And she used to be like, oh, those people going to hell, those people this, those people that. Oh, they shouldn't be gay. I was like, how does it? I was like, every time you feel that way about somebody, you know, I always give the advice to people. Every time you feel that way about somebody who's gay, somebody who's transgender, Mm -hmm. somebody who's whatever, Mm -hmm. ask yourself one question. How does it affect your life? Yeah. How does it affect your life? Mm -hmm. In your day to day, how is it, does it affect you? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it doesn't. Then shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, simple. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end on like a uh, po- like a example of positive. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, and we're going to end on yeah. positivity. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And honestly, I, I hope we could do a topic about this and everything, a show about this topic. But I'm going to... Uh, an example of po- uh, positive uh, nostalgia yeah. is uh, the I Loved Us series from VH1. I love the, yeah. I, I love the 80s. I love the 90s. I love the, the 90s. 70s uh, and everything. And that came at a great time because um, the first I Love the 80s came out in like the winter of 2002. Right. We were shortly right after 9-11. So the whole trajectory, everything changed yep. after that day. And so with the news of the axes of evil, Osama bin Laden, oh, and man. all, and like the yeah. um, the uh, terrorist threat levels and everything, mm-hmm. we were on edge. So VH1 brings us some serotonin, courtesy of the BBC, because a lot of people don't know this, that the I Love the series was based on the BBC. No shit. Yeah. Oh, it was okay. called the I Love the 1980s and whatnot. But what... The BBC, their approach was a lot more serious, a lot more documentary feeling. Right. Uh, the VH1 I Love The was a little bit more, more comedy campy. and everything. Yeah. yeah, campy and everything. So what made the shows great was that it was a, it was very, um, it was like time capsule. It was also educational because it introduced young folks to like the 70s, the 80s. Because, you know, I was in high school when that series first launched. And right. a lot of people my, um, my age, right. we remember those shows. And so um, there's some some stuff from those shows that did not age well in terms of jokes and everything. Like, for mm-hmm. example, the, the comedian Greg Fitzsimmons, he talks about masturbating a lot. Like when they're talking about like, um, you know, like oh, singers and everything, yeah. like Samantha Fox and all that. Oh, he just... I had a poster on my wall. Right. They just... He... It's like you could make a drink again of every time he says, "I used yeah. to masturbate to her" and everything. Dude, we we watched the uh, we were watching my girlfriend and I were watching a show mm-hmm. uh, and. We were, the kid had posters on his wall mm. and I said I never really had posters of women on my wall and I thought I said there was only two oh cause he had like Playboy and then she talked about her ex-husband how he had like uh, Stacey Keebler on his wall and all I, that. I did too I'm like yeah. the only two posters I ever had in my childhood mm-hmm. cause I never really simped on women I guess you could say mm-hmm. uh, it was um, it was Alyssa Milano mm-hmm. and she was fully dressed she was in a pair of jeans and a hockey jersey cause it was yeah. about the time she was uh dating that hockey player yeah the, and she had, it was a new jersey devils jersey on yeah, yeah and then one samantha fox where she was sitting in a swimming pool yeah and in lingerie for some mm-hmm. reason she swims in lingerie I yeah know. as you do <laughs> and as you do yeah and those are the only thing i really yeah. had but that's funny that you say that it's like oh yeah i jerked off to her yeah lead it, it forward yep that turned <laughs> i mean when you look at greg fitzsimmons he looks like the type of guy that would say that shit out loud yeah. anyway to, to me you know who i had the biggest crush on as far as female singers of the 80s and mm-hmm. uh, you're gonna you're gonna think it's crazy there was four of them mm-hmm. no three three mm-hmm. uh it was and they're complete opposites joan jett right mm-hmm. belinda carlisle mm-hmm. and Susanna hoff so you had the uh, the punk, 
the pop punk and the straight up pop. And, well, and yeah. the, the pixie. Yeah. Because Susanna Hoff was the pixie because she was little and petite. Well, uh, yeah. And, true. True. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but I, I, um, you know, I did have the wall of like my crushes yeah. and everything. Stacey Kleebler, Lita. Well, Le- oh, yeah. Stacey <laughs> Kleebler, Lita, Trish Stratus. Uh, but yeah. like my wall was just like a, like a collage of like, like all like the 90s crushes. So Jennifer Love yep. Hewitt, um, Beyonce, uh, Destiny's Child. Oh, God. Um, what was it? Sarah Michelle Geller, Dixie Chicks. And Real quick story yeah, about yeah. something like that. Topanga, uh, of course. That, that yeah. did you said a collage. Yeah. So when I turned 18, I moved out and started living with my childhood best friend. Mm-hmm. Well, one of my childhood best friends and his cousin. Mm-hmm. So it's three guys living alone. And we, it was so small, the apartment, we shared a bedroom. It was a giant bedroom, but we shared it. Mm-hmm. And one day I get home from work and these motherfuckers, I walk in and they're making a collage on one of the walls, on the biggest wall we had in the room. Yeah. Of all the dirty magazines we had. See, I didn't do the dirty we, magazines. We had a yeah. stack of like yeah. dirty magazines. Yeah. And they sat there and cut out the women and did like a giant collage. It looked like <laughs> wallpaper. I'm wow. like, I walk in, I go, the fuck are you guys doing? Right. I'm like, what the hell? See, I kept it, I kept it, uh, I kept PG? it PG. Yeah. yeah. I didn't use like, you know, like the Playboys or anything. I, it was like mostly from like Teen People. Remember that magazine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or Tiger Beat. Tiger Teen Be- Beat. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah. Oh, and I had like the Britney posters, the Christina posters and all that. But yeah. Gotcha. But yeah. But um, but yeah, going back to the uh, I Love the 80s or I Love the 70s, those series and everything, like they um, they did like wax nostalgic about a lot of things, but they also had the awareness of some of that shit that they're talking about did not age well. And they... They uh, point out like the irony and the campiness of like their topics. Right. So there was a there was self awareness with those shows and everything. And so um, I think the last one that they did was I love the two thousands and everything uh, back in 20, uh, 2014. And uh, quite frankly, they could get the the band back together. You know, Hal Sparks, Michael Ian Black, Rachel Harris, right? Uh, D. Snyder. They could get all the, all of them back together and do another like series. They could do another I Love the Eighties. They could do another I Love the Nineties yeah. because oh. there's a lot of topics that they did not talk about. Dude, you want to talk about tough guys that mm. you know showed flair? Mm. D. Snyder back in the eighties. Yeah, D. Snyder. Yeah, he wore makeup, mm. lipstick high hair, you know, girls' tights or women's tights. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, we're not going to take it. And, yeah. now, and fuck with him. See how far you get. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's caught out right-wingers <laughs> yeah. and everything. So, yeah. So, it's just so funny that people yeah. talk that shit like that. It's like, bro, it's just the fact that men are now um, embracing yeah. who they truly really are where before they had to hide it, mm-hmm. you know? And I appreciate that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because yeah. coming from a kid that was... Uh, I, I didn't have a, how do you call it, a conservative or restricting household. Mm-hmm. But I grew up in a neighborhood that if you showed any signs of weakness or mm-hmm. different, mm-hmm. you know, you became a target. Yeah. You know, it, even though I knew some motherfuckers that were on the down low. Yeah. Uh, but they just wouldn't say it. Yeah. Well, well obviously, that's why they went well, on the down like, low. Well, it's just like what the Storm said in the uh, episode one of the X-Men animated series. People right. fear what they don't understand. No, exactly. You know, and no. so, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, before you talk about the good old days, be aware of who you're saying it to. Because it's not, you know, it wasn't the good old days for them. Exactly. And also be, and I'm just going to close on this. Like, you know, yes, the times have changed, as Bob Dylan used to sing about. 
Uh, but that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Funny. Change is good. I was listening to that all the yeah. way here. Mm-hmm. This times are already changing. And also, don't don't be a dick. Don't gatekeep music, movies, or television. You're not you're not the Smithsonian asshole. To quote to quote to quote to quote the great Brian Zane. Mm-hmm. Like what you like, and don't be a dick. Yep. You can you can wax poetic about nostalgia, but mm-hmm. don't act like it's the best thing ever. Because look mm-hmm. for the faults in it. Yeah. They were good. But there was also bad. Mm-hmm. And just like any decade in any era, you can find the good today. You just got to look for it. Mm-hmm. With that, I want to thank you guys for hanging out with us. Go ahead and follow us on social media at The Minority Report on Instagram, on X, whatever. <laughs> on TikTok, we're also at The Minorities 2.0 on TikTok. We got two different uh, accounts on that. Uh, drop us a line. See if we should start a Facebook and uh Jay Shell could drop, drop in some memes and shit in there. <laughs> uh, but anyway, thanks a lot for hanging out with us, and we will see you.